Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to this podcast. It's the New Era Sports Podcast. You know, it's your boy, Joshua Grant here, and I'm with my co-host. Nick Gray. And Grant Lanero. And we got a special guest today again, like always, Jack Hawkins. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? That was so bland. We're doing great. I'm a bland white boy. Yeah, we know. We're already starting with this. All right. Good day so far for sports. We have a lot of topics to talk about, but we're going to get... More of the minor ones out of the way. We're going to go to hockey to start off. I think it's the first time we're going to start off with hockey in our podcast. I want to go over one struggling team, and that is the Vancouver Canucks going 0-5-2 in their first four games blowing a two-plus goal lead. Because Thatcher Demko right now has a 4.06 goals against average and a .872 save percentage. Grant, how do they turn this around if there is a possibility? Well, they started bad last year, but not this bad. Um... Personally, I think it has to do with management. Bruce Boudreau can only do so much for the team he has. Obviously, coaching is going to have some sort of aspect in it as well. So um, it's it's tough to see. I thought they were going to be a pretty good team this year. I knew they weren't going to be as good as people expect them to be. But, I mean, you can look at the schedule. It was a piss-poor start, just as simple as that. They had a bunch of leads against teams like the Capitals, um, teams, I don't think they led against the Oilers. Actually, no, they led against the Oilers. Um, and then they, I think they led the first four games. Yeah, that and is. And dropped them all. That is right. And then, no, they also led in the, um, Minnesota game as well for a little bit. But Minnesota obviously powered their way through and got a big win there. Um, Minnesota's off to a really bad start. That's their only win. Yeah, sure. that, that comes over the goalie with Marc-Andre Fleury. He had, what was it, 16 goals in their first two or three games? Yeah, I mean, they were playing in a lot of, like, very highly contested big-time score. Like, a lot of hockey you would see back in the 80s, 90s type of games. Um, I mean, obviously, topic here is Vancouver, but, I mean, you can't help but notice how poor Minnesota started. Um, I think trading camps out with LA was tough, but, I mean, you had no choice, unfortunately, because... I- he was um, demanding a little too much money for their liking, and because they had to deal with the buyouts of Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, who were going to be taking up a lot of cap space for the next few years, you really had no choice. I mean, you bring in Philip Gustafson, who's a decent, decent piece as a backup, but other than that... I think one team that's really surprising people is Buffalo's... Just how they're playing right now. Goalie's going well with... Supposed to be a solidified backup in Eric Comrie. He's playing really well. The offense is young, but they're very dynamic as an offense. Alex Tuck coming in with the lead, as long as Jeff Skinner. Darlene on the back end controlling that defense. I think that team can make a run for the playoffs, but you know how they went. Very good first half, but very poor second half. Do you think that happens again? I'm going to say no this year. I think that Buffalo has what it takes to actually make it to the playoffs this year. I think they're going to develop Uko Pekalukkanen in the um, – you pronounce that. I would never – That's the that's the greatest hockey name. Everyone calls him UPL, so get used to UPL. Um, but Buffalo's got a really good opportunity this year because, A, they have him developing down in Rochester right now. And Darlene, I think he's a dark horse for the Norris this year. Call me crazy, but him, a guy like Mo Sider in Detroit, they could totally take that next step this year and put themselves into a position where they could totally um, 
win the Norris. However, um, I've been watching a few Buffalo games. They've handled a lot of these teams that you never would expect them to handle. Like they play, they play some really tough opponents. Like they've walked into Edmonton and won four to two, or four one. I need to look real quick. However, seeing them do that is just absolutely outstanding because. This team has not been very good for the last decade. They have the longest current active playoff drought. Um, and quite frankly, this year could be a year that they break it. Um, so yeah, It shows here they beat Ottawa 4-1 against – Ottawa's a good team this year as well. They lost to Florida only by one, beat Edmonton, beat Calgary, beat Vancouver. As I can see from all their wins, they've been pretty decisive. Only one that was close, it seems, was Oilers. But other than that, it's been pretty decisive. They just seem if they get the lead, they can't lose it. No, they they know how to hold on to a lead. I think um, Don Granado is doing a hell of a job in Buffalo right now as, a, as their head coach. Obviously, he took over midway through the year um, in the COVID-shortened season for Phil Housley. Um, we all know how that went, unfortunately. But it ended up, it ended up being real good because they – Selected Owen Power in the first round of the 2021 draft, which I think was huge. And now guys like Jack Quinn, who they drafted a few years ago, Darlene, um, Tage Thompson, the guy they brought in in the Ryan O'Reilly trade, Dylan Cousins. Um, they have a lot of young pieces on this team. And this team could be a very dangerous team in the years to come, and I think this is the year that they finally start to um, blossom into that potential wild card team to begin with because I think the Atlantic is a little the top is a little too tough for them yeah, to if, I, with. if I look at this team on paper it's a very young team there's not that many people that are over the age of 30 except Ocposo, Skinner, maybe Jurgensen's Jurgensen's is definitely over 30 is. Yeah, there's about maybe 6 players that look to be over 30 but I think the rest are far under and Kyle Poso getting named captain, I think that's deserving for what he's done for that. Oh, one hundred percent. He he's been he's been in the league for a very long time, so it was just a, it was just a matter of time. One of the most um, accomplished players on this team, um, obviously not in the league by any means, but he, you can't really disrespect a guy like Kyle Poso. He's been through a lot. He played in New York for he's played in, with the Islanders. He's played with the Sabers. Um, he he was a good Islander. I mean, I, I remember watching him back when, when he was in New York. It was it was really fun to see him play. I mean, now that he's in Buffalo, contracts a little iffy, if you will. But I mean, other than that, he's just been very beneficial to the leadership. And looking at Buffalo right now, um, their average age is twenty five and a half. So they're very young, but that is not a bad thing because that means. They're young and they're ready to play hockey. They they want to go in. There's a lot. I don't I don't think there's a younger team than them. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and look through that. But yeah, before we move on to our next topic, I want to go over a Wednesday night's game, the hockey on TNT night. You got New York. You got the battle of New York happening. Isles Rangers. Who do you have? Where is it being played? It is being played on Long Island. Ooh, that's gonna be a fun game to watch. Tune into that 7.30. 7.30, On yeah. TNT, believe Kenny Albert will have the call for that. If not, it'll be Brendan Burke. One of those two will be broadcasting. Uh, they usually flip-flop, but it might not be this week. 
Um, so New York and New York, um, I think New York will win. Uh, bad pun there. However, I think the way the Islanders are playing right now, because um, the Rangers are coming off of a back-to-back as they play Colorado tonight. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, yeah, Colorado's coming to New York, but playing on a back-to-back, essentially it's a home-and-home. Um, they're home tonight, but they travel to Long Island tomorrow. I mean, they, it's not a detrimental thing at all because you really don't have to go anywhere. All you got to do yeah. is meet at the team facilities, and then you just drive the, the bus over to UBS Arena. Um, however, the Islanders do not play tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Let me go ahead and look through. Um, they do not play tonight. The last time they played was on Saturday, Sunday, um, where they lost 3-2 to two to the Florida Panthers. Um, so they're home. They get yesterday. They get today to rest um, before they go primetime tomorrow night. Um, and because of that, I personally think the Islanders will win. Um, it's going to be Shesterkin versus Sorokin. So in the wise words of Barry Trotz a few years ago, the, the Russian goaltender who catches with his right hand is going to win the game. So, But in so my you, eyes, it'll be Ilya Sorokin. So you got Isles taking that one. I know Sorokin's one and three this year, but I just think that in a in a game where it's being played at UBS Arena, the Islanders always play really well in front of their home fans against the Rangers. So I think that the Islanders will pull out. I think the way you beat the Rangers, keep them off the power play. Hundred percent. If you keep them off the power play and you your defense just holds in there, stays steady, you can take out that Rangers team. You just have to know how to solve Igor, which can't which is sometimes you can't solve it. So. My eyes, if New York Islanders keeps Rangers off the power play, I think Isles could take that one at four two. I think. I, I personally think Igor is one of the most solvable goalies in the league. I, I know it's kind of hard to believe. But he is a really good goalie at bouncing back when he lets in a goal. He's good at bouncing back, but I mean, if you put a high blocker, like between the ball, sounds like someone between his trap and, um, elbow. If you get it up, um, I just don't see how a goalie like that. It's one of the hardest shots to stop. If you get your shoulder up enough, then you have a chance. But I personally think, like, he he's a good goalie. Don't get me wrong. So is Sorokin. They're both really good goalies. But, I mean, I just think, in this case, Ilya Sorokin's going to start to cement himself as the number one goalie for the New York Islanders. There's a reason they brought him in this past couple years. Um, obviously, they drafted him back in 2015. Uh, went to the KHL, was probably the best goalie on planet Earth that we never talked about because from 2015 or 21, we were talking about guys like Braden Holpe, Marc-Andre Fleury, Andre Vasilevsky toward the tail end of that. Um, Henrik Lundqvist always in that conversation, Carey Price as well. But um, Sorokin's really coming to his own. Obviously, last year was a little bit of a subpar season for him. However, I think he's going to start to bounce back a little bit, and I think on Wednesday night in primetime is when he's going to do that. All right, we're going to go on to the next game here. It's Edmonton at St. Louis. Me personally, Campbell's off to a shaky start. So if St. Louis has a very underrated offense, in my opinion, having Jordan Cairo getting him that extension, being a, almost a point-per-game player last year, nobody expected expect him from that. And the defense is always pretty good, can hold teams back if need be. It's just um, Bennington needs to play how he played when they made the finals against Boston. If he goes like that, I think St. Louis can make a long way this season. So in my eyes, I got St. Louis winning this one. I, I think it's going to be 
I I love St. Louis. They're my second favorite team besides Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, St. Louis walked into Edmonton one two nothing on Saturday, so that was a really fun game to watch. Um, and this is back in St. Louis, so they're back home. I don't think they played a game since, so they get two three days. Well, no, they played last night, lost four nothing to Winnipeg. But jeez, um, <laughs> that's the response you make. Jeez. It was their first loss of the season. I mean, Winnipeg, they're a team where they can be good, they can be bad. It, there's no in between. Um, but, I mean, this is we're talking about Edmonton here. Um, very top-heavy team, if you ask me. Not very balanced. Um, obviously, you have McDavid, Dreisaitl. Um, your defense is pretty good. Um, however, personally, I just think St. Louis is a lot more balanced. They, in my eyes, have one of the most balanced rosters in the entire league. Um, Jordan Bennington's a decent goalie. Obviously, losing Billy Huso is a big loss, but I mean, the backup Thomas Christ, very proven goalie in the NHL. Um, personally, I think St. Louis is going to win four to one tomorrow night, um, or simply tonight. My apologies. Uh, I just think they're a lot better team than St. Louis or than Edmonton, and they proved that last week. Justin Falk is starting to find a two-way game. He's always been known as a more defensive-minded defenseman, um, which is always good to His have. His offense is underrated, though. He can't put the puck in the back of the net on the power play. He scored twice against Seattle last week on national TV. He went and scored about a minute after Kyrie, not even, to make it 2 nothing, and then he got the game winner in overtime that night. So, And he scored the empty netter. like that. He's playing out of his mind this year offensively. A lot of people never give him enough credit on the offensive side of the puck. You need to start respecting this man on his on his offensive prowess because, as a defenseman, if you can if you can start to round your game like that, you become a whole menace to society. Looking at his stats on the season right now, he currently has three goals, one assist, four. He's a point per game, four four points in four games, three goals, and happens to lead the team in goals and points. Well, no, Tarasenko leads the team in points, but leads all defensemen in points. So. I'm going to ask the question that every casual NHL fan has, and that's how Wayne Gretzky is doing this season. Well, he has zero points in zero minutes because that man's retired. Oh, darn it. He's, I have him on my fantasy He's team. been retired since 2000, buddy. None of us hey, were born Crosby, when he skated dude. his last shift. Does Crosby st- I thought Crosby was retired. Crosby Cros- is still playing. He scored last night. But he's old, isn't he? <laughs> he's old, but he's still good. Okay, okay. Not so, that old. Not that old. He's 35. Sounds pretty old to me. Older than LeBron. There's a guy that's playing. It's like what, is, what is hockey player like lifespans? Like what? Generally, what do they that start? Can, and that can team? vary. It depends what lifespans. <laughs> goalie, goalie, working like mid to late thirties at the absolute. Where Crosby is is usually where a goalie would retire. Like 35, 30. Is he a goalkeeper? Crosby's a center. I thought he was a forward. I was going to say, why do you say goalkeeper? On defenseman, it really depends what kind of defenseman you are. If you're a two-way defenseman, you tend to retire a little bit earlier because you tend to. Play both sides. both sides a lot more often, so you probably retired about 34, 35. So basically, hockey lasts a little bit longer than football? Yes, that's what because I mean. you're, yeah. not, you're not taking nearly as much like, okay. Okay. head injuries. And, you take, and you're able to take a know, lot. I don't know, some of them fights maybe help. You're, you're a lot, you're, you're about, a lot of times you have your helmet on for them. You, I don't know, I saw one last night. Uh, it was a highlight, it wasn't like live, but the man was like, you don't he get, ripped the helmet off. You don't get concussions went, too often bah, bah, in fighting because of um, how far you are. Then, you, you get a lot of knocked teeth, though. I've seen that happen. It de- well, it depends. I mean, there's a lot the, more. You hit the puck in the mouth, yeah. There's a lot more safety in the game now, so they're able to have more longevity. Do they still um, let them fight? 
<laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, but yeah. but they limit the fights though because they. Oh, that's they, no fun. Well, TV times. The game the game's become a lot less physical and a lot more fat. Like it's more of a speed game now. Do they still have like the big body checks into the glass? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. You watch a playoff hockey game, you're gonna see at least fifteen of those a period. If Beautiful. You know. it's, that's that's, that's a down. That's reason, a down game. I don't like hockey, but that's the only reason I'd watch. We're going to um, the last game of the night for Wednesday night on Wednesday night hockey on TNT. My team, the Tampa Bay Lightning, at Anaheim. Tampa Bay's coming off a two-game stint against the um, Florida Panthers and the Isles, and then they go to the Kings. Uh, for us, that game hasn't happened yet. But so-called, if they win that game, be coming into a three-game win streak going into Anaheim. Steven Stamkos, I think, has really proved that. Like we were just talking earlier with age, he's getting better with age. Seven goals in the first four or five games of the season. That's, as far as I know, he's either tied for the lead or he might be leading the league. I I want to say he's tied because I think either Sveshnikov might be tied with him. But other than that, he is, he's playing lights out at the moment. He, he, he and Svech are tied right now. Yeah. Each of seven abuse. Svech scored against Vancouver yeah. last night in that win. Where those goals are coming from, they're on the power play from – Stamkos' office. You have Ovi's office, and that's Stamkos' office. Well, Ovi made it famous first, so we'll stick with Ovi's office. Um, but, but I mean, Stamkos puts him home. Ovi does too. He hasn't this season. Yeah, give it a little bit of time. Um, Stamkos obviously has been off to a great start this year. Um, it's always awesome to see him doing this kind of thing. And yeah, he he was the last guy to score sixty goals until Matthews did it last year. Um, and I don't think Matthews is going to do it this year at this rate. I'm no. just, just going to be completely blunt with you guys here. I, I think what makes a difference in this game is, um, of course, the goaltending. It depends who Anaheim wants to start. They want to start Gibson, who's off to a very, very slow start. Or Stolarz, which, in my opinion, I think in the next few weeks he might become starter. He's having a way better season start than Gibson is. I'm pretty sure <laughs> he might have one of the lone wins that Anaheim has. And Tampa Bay, Vassie's Vassie. No one's better. Uh, it's just Durkin. You can make a case for him. He's but what happened last year? See, nobody can knock him off his throne. I mean, out of the East, at least nobody can knock him off his throne. Look, look at him in the regular season. Obviously, he's gonna win the Vesna. Was nominated for a heart, but obviously, a player is remembered for what they do in the playoffs. So, I mean, Vasilevsky played. I mean, don't don't you have to admit this? Game one and game two, you were probably. Scared out of your mind, like, oh, my God. Like, it's just their kid is playing out of his mind. You know what? No, I didn't. Because I knew we were going to go back home and take those two. It was it was going back to MSG, I worried. But I knew it, I knew it at home. The Lightning are different at home. Yeah, I will, I will say that. So those two games I wasn't worried about. I was just worried about going back to MSG, and we took it there. And so Yeah, it's tough. I mean, when you play at MSG, I mean, I'm a Pens fan. We played there four times last in the playoffs. We were one and three, but, I mean – one of those games, we had Tristan Jari in goal, and unfortunately, we lost. But I mean, when you have to win on home ice, and the Rangers did, they took three out of four at home. But we stole a game there. There, if we didn't steal that game, God knows what could happen. We totally that series might have not gone seven games and wouldn't have been arguably the best series in the entire playoffs. Like, let's be real. Game one, triple overtime. Penguins put up 141, 142 shot attempts in that game. I do remember this, like the back of my hand. Um, that was an amazing game. And obviously, game two, Rangers bounced back and really 
put a stranglehold on us going back to Pittsburgh. But the good thing is, we go back to Pittsburgh, game three, you jump out to a 4-1 lead in the first, Chase Igor. But then second period rolls around. This is a recurring theme in the series. Second period was a really bad period for the Penguins. This is when the Rangers started to take advantage of them, if you will. They score, tie the game, and then late in the third, the Penguins, as they usually do, they come back and win the game. Yeah. Game game four, they didn't have to worry about that. They go and absolutely dominate all three periods, all 60 minutes. Chase Igor, after two periods, put up five goals in the second. I think one thing that the Lightning started to realize in that Eastern Conference Finals was they had to stop worrying about the quality of shots and just start worrying about getting shots. Because even though Igor, like you said, with his blocker and stuff, he's not good at keeping rebounds. You, he will let up the rebounds, and those second chances will come. And if they come to a player like Kucherov, Point, Stamkos, or Sorelli even, it is going to the back of the net. Especially with Point, he's a rebound king. So... Yeah, I mean, Braden Point is, what, like 5'11", not even, like right around there? See, he's somewhere around there. He's not the tallest dude by any means. Like, he... I think he's more of a Sorelli stature. Like, personally, like, I mean, Braden Point doesn't play like he's that small, though. Like, he literally will... No, he... he one person hits him, he's still keeping the puck. He's 5'11", 180, so he's not the biggest guy, but he's so tenacious when it comes to keeping the puck and making sure that he holds on to that puck with dear life because he is a wonderful puck handler and he loves to hold on to that thing and he'll and he makes the most of it Sorelli's sitting at six foot 190 it's just a little bit different but I mean at the end of the day it's not too much of a difference yeah and going on the other team here with Anaheim not the exact start they were looking for I think they were looking for a bit more improvement but are they still in rebuild mode would you say Anaheim yeah Right now, I would have to say, yeah. I mean, obviously, they wanted to jump out of it with Vetrano, Strom, Klingberg. It could also be that it is, like, kind of a new team, so you have to click first, and maybe when they click, we'll start seeing some improvement. But um, I don't know when that will come for that. Personally, for me, I don't think it relies on any of that. I think their biggest problem right now is finding a goaltender who's confident. Yeah. Is Stolarz and Gibson. Gibson's, a, unfortunately, not the top center. He's not goalie. the guy right now. He's anymore. not the guy that we remember and thought that was a really good goalie at one point. Um, Stolarz, he's bounced around the league a little bit. Um, they need to, they need to find a new goalie. Like they they don't really have anyone. I think they should have been on that Cam Talbot sweepstakes. I don't think they were in it enough. They should have been in it for they, that. They they didn't want to um, risk investing the, their investments in their future because they're still in that re they're still kind of re I mean it was more of a retool this off season. But they want to rebuild it and put themselves into a better position going into next season. Well, what's your score prediction for this game? What do you got? Uh, Tampa, 3-1. I got Tampa, 5-2. Okay. All right. That's going to cap off. Let me interject. Not about NHL. Oh, well, continue. Soccer news, because I know people, you guys oh, don't shit. care, but there might be some people. Today is Champions League Day, so we have some, some matches going on. So I thought I'd read out what's happening right now, because there's some big things that are going on right now. Okay. So the only game that at this point is, has reached a conclusion is Chelsea versus RB Salzburg. Chelsea demolished them from what, I, from what I've read. Um, Christian Pulisic getting an assist, American man. And Kovacic and Havertz scored for Chelsea. Aduma scored for Salzburg, that's big. 
He's moving to the Premier League next year. Watch out what for team? him. Um, I want to say West Ham. So, solid okay. team. We'll see how he does. Um, as for the games going on right now, you have Dynamo Zagreb and Milan currently drawing in the 34th minute. Celtic and Shakhtar Donskit. Shakhtar is losing, which is a big deal in this group because in the other side, RB Leipzig are beating Real Madrid 2-0. Big result there. Big result there. Benzema is not playing. Benzema is not on the pitch. That's probably why he runs that whole team. Benzema appears to be hurt. Didn't he win player of the year this year? He won the Ballon d'Or, correct. If Leipzig were to win this, Leipzig would clinch... Round of 16 play. Um, in group Is there G- any teams right now that have clinched? There are. I was going to get to that when I finished this. Um, we actually do have someone just finished up, Seville and FC Copenhagen, which are third and fourth. They're not going to get anywhere. Seville won 3-0. That basically clinches them Europa League play. Big news here, too. In the 36th minute, Dortmund and Man City. Holland has not scored. It's nil-nil. Matt Hummel seems to be doing a good job against his uh, former teammate. Can I ask you what the score was in the Chelsea game? 2-1. 2-1 Chelsea. And, it, and you say they demolished him? Yes. Possession-wise? Yeah, in possession-wise. Oh, okay. It seems that the only goal was scored on a counterattack. It seems Chelsea dominated the game in every other aspect. So it was like 2-0 and then... Um... Yeah, that's what it appears to be. Okay. I mean... um, Group H, Benfica. Pulling off the upset it's currently over Juventus, 3-1. Dustin Vlahovic did score, which is big news for Bayern fans because there's been a lot of rumors that Vlahovic is going to come to us next year. But Juventus isn't going to get to round of 16 if they lose this game, which is big news. And what's the score? It is 3-1 in the what 37th minute. minute. Oh, already 3-1. Already 3-1. Holy smokes. And, That's of course, like... I don't think we expected anything different. PSG is b- destroying Makaba Hafa, 3-0. The, the golden trio, Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar have all scored. And what minute is that game in? That is the 36th minute. And it's 3-0, <clears throat> and they've all and scored. And it's 3-0. As for teams that have already clinched Ooh. round of 16 play, Chelsea, with the win today, have clinched round of 16. Real Madrid have clinched round of 16, so it really doesn't matter if they lose. It's more so a big deal for Leipzig. Uh, Manchester City was the very first team to clinch. We all knew that was going to happen. This is the big thing. Italian league leaders, Napoli. Napoli is having a fantastic season. Victor Osminen, having a great season. Uh, Bayern Munich and Club Brugge have all clinched round of 16. Okay. Well, we'll keep track of that throughout this podcast, I think. We'll be coming out with some World Cup stuff here soon. Oh, definitely. I think that might be... Forgot about that World Cup. We're gonna have to come across that here soon. Oh, there's a there's gonna be a stretch. There's gonna there's gonna be a stretch mm-hmm. of a uh, time period where you're gonna have Thanksgiving on Thursday, right? That's gonna be Thanksgiving football. The next day, Friday, is going to be U.S. versus England in the first um, World Cup game between the two teams since the United States stunning victory over them in 2008. And then on Saturday, that's rivalry week for college football. Oh. That that. Four-day period is going to be amazing. Well, I just told, got told we have the okay to talk about the World Cup, so we'll go ahead and do that now. And then you get even more football on Sunday and Monday night because I think the Steelers play on Monday night that week. Oh. Boom. Okay, so no one's going to so no watch on Monday. Boom. Here we go, Steelers. Right. Here we go. We'll First get, pick. We'll get we'll get to the NFL here very soon. I don't soon. know. The Panthers might have you on that one. It's okay. All right. I just didn't let's, go over, let's go over the confirmed groups here um, in Qatar. 
If I have a question before we start that, isn't it in Los Angeles in 2028? Uh, it is not decided yet. I don't. But think I think we're in on the bid, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, America will always have a bid. I think in. there is because I think they talked about Atlanta and Miami and some other ones around um, here that are going to be uh, I heard. Go ahead and start, and I will check for World Cup. I believe that I heard that it would be like entire North America, be in Mexico, Canada, and the U.S. You know Ooh. what? Now that you say that, I have heard that, and. If I that, think a lot of people are complaining about that. So we'll see if it happens. I guess right. they will due to like the a- aspect of COVID restrictions this, potentially. The so. first group here, kind of easy to figure out who's going to come out of this one on top. Group A, you got Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands. I think we know who's coming out of that one on top. Say that again? You got Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands. You know, I... Mm. I, think I mean, Qatar, be- Qatar is not going to go very far, as much as I hate to say it. Uh, this is the one, there's been a lot of outrage over the fact that the World Cup is being hosted in Qatar because it's completely corrupt. We've always known FIFA was corrupt, but this is just another example that Shout out Seth it's, it's money. <laughs> but it's great for these Every Qatar players to finally get some recognition, you know, for them to get to be on a world stage. Unfortunately, I don't even think they'll win a game out of that group. I think but the only team they'll have a chance at is maybe Ecuador. That's maybe. Maybe. Ecuador is really good. People don't know how good Ecuador is. Ecuador has stood up to Argentina and Brazil this past season. Argentina is on the little decline. They're the favorites this year. Are they really the favorites? They're the favorites this year to win it all. They have a, they they have a really oh. good young core, guys. And, and then they've got those veterans. They've got Di Maria. They've got Messi. They've got all those kind of guys. The only team that I feel comfortable saying is going to get out of that group is the Netherlands. The yes. Netherlands... Just always seem to get far in the World Cup. I, mean, didn't, I hope that they win it. I would love to see they then finally break the curse. Did it in 2010? Didn't they have like a miracle run that year? They've had several miracle runs. I, I think that I think the Netherlands and probably Ecuador are going to be the two that get out. I of I think those. one of the most major miracle runs we've had was what would you say Croatia making the final? There's there's been so many. I mean, you could even go back further and go to the United States making the run to the to the quarterfinals, which is the farthest we've ever been back in. I want to say that was '04. Yep. Um, there's been a lot of miracle runs. Was that with Tim Howard? Yeah, that was with Tim Howard. We're that going was even Howard further running. this year. That was Tim Howard, Landon Donovan. So that was who are your who are your top two to make it out? Normally, in a normal world, I would say Senegal. But the problem with Senegal is going to be that their starting keeper is going to be Edouard Mendy. Two years ago, I say Mendy destroys the World Cup. Mindy's not even starting at Chelsea anymore. It's Is he Kef- really not? It's Kepa Arizabinga. Who? The, the man, the myth, <laughs> the legend, the biggest meme in Premier League football, and Graham Potter, the new coach for Chelsea, has finally turned him around and turned him into the keeper we all knew he could be. What's his last name? You don't want to know. Say it again. I, I fear that I got it wrong, so no. We couldn't even tell you. Let's move into His the first name B. is Keppa. That's all you need to know. I want to know what his last name is. Say it one more time for me. Say it one more time for the viewers. Arizabinga. That's like saying Izzy and Canada. All right. Let's get into So what? We're going Netherlands and Ecuador? I'm Ecuador so- and Senegal is going to be good. It's going to be good to watch. All right. I, I, I think Netherlands. I think Senegal does sneak in over Ecuador, though. We'll see. I, I that's hope it's why, good. That's why we watch the games, baby. Group B. England, Iran, USA, and Wales. USA and England. That's a scary one for me. That's a scary one. Thankfully, it was a lot more scary before we heard about what's happening in Iran. Prayers up for Iran. 
Um, yes. Obviously, there's a lot of protests and stuff going on right now over women's rights. Yes. And, I mean, the entire government is cracking down. It's I heard recently that there was a college, the, the top college got cracked down and several students were killed. Yep. So, I mean, there but, was, their, their leader had a interview, hijacked the interview, and started making death threats. Exactly. But the, the, I don't want to say the good news. The, the news on that is that half of the Iranian team will not be traveling to the World Cup because they, in fact, did stand up in the protests. So the Iranian team did scare me. It's a bunch of B-team footballers now. I don't really scare. That's Wales? Uh, Wales is such a question mark. We're going to see. I, I don't know. Gareth Bell has moved to LAFC and is playing fantastic in, in the MLS, but then again, it's also the MLS. It's a lot different. It's than a Korea. lot different. You can't tell. Um, I mean, it's the same. I mean, obviously, it's the same football game, but it's just a matter of the intensity and the competitiveness yeah. of the MLS and the Premier League. And just we'll see. If I had to pick, I think that the U.S. is going in with a bone to pick since we didn't qualify the last go-round. I, I think, think this is got the most hope we have for a USA team in a while. I... Honestly, if we can get out of the group stage, I'm happy with this year. 2026 will be the year that I think America has the best shot at making a deep run. We have such a young core right now. I mean, it's just, it, it sets up perfectly for 26. What was that? So who's on the roster for the U.S., if you don't mind me asking? You've got, you've got people like Christian Pulisic. You've yeah. got John Brooks, who's an amazing center back. He's going to be the veteran presence. You've got Matt Horvath, who's, who's one of the keepers. You've got Zach Steffen, who is the backup keeper at Manchester City. I think he actually just recently got loaned out. You've got Matt Turner, who's another goalkeeper. He is at Arsenal now. I think he's backing up Aaron Ramsdale. You've got Giovanni Reina, who is one of the most fantastic footballers I've ever seen, and he's only 17. Hmm? He's, he's fantastic. How many wow. The only thing about Gio is that he's been hurt. We'll see if that affects him. It could, it could not. There's another guy, his name is completely blanking, and I feel like a douchebag for forgetting his name. Um, Are you talking about McKinney? He plays for Leeds, huh? Are you talking about McKinney? No, Weston. Weston's another one that'll be really good. Don't have a dude like Sargent or something like that? uh, Josh Sargent, he's all right. We'll see if he starts. Um, McKinney is going to be good if he can keep his head out of his butthole. That's something. He has a very bad tendency of uh, being a very intense player. Which isn't a bad thing. Say, that's not. It's not a bad sometimes thing. Sometimes it is. But sometimes it's a very, very, very bad thing. Does he have? I like have a quick big breaking ego? news coming it's out of. It's not even that he has a big ego. It's breaking news. Breaking news coming out of Philadelphia. Um, Phillies are going to go Aaron Nola game one to give Zach Wheeler an extra day of rest. So it looks like Zach Wheeler will be going game two in the World Series in Houston to start off. That's big. Uh, Brendan Aronson is his name. The uh, he's Aronson. a midfielder at Leeds, <clears throat> and he is. Absolutely lighting the Premier League up on fire right now. But we know who's captaining this team. Pulisic. You say that, I don't know. I don't know if Pulisic's captaining. If it's me, Maybe I'm it's putting John the captain Brooks. ban on John Brooks. I think John Brooks is a natural born Where's leader. Where does he play? He's an MLS player. MLS. But he has played fantastic for international. He is the one that scored in the 2014 uh, World Cup qualifiers to send us out. He's just he's a solid presence in the play? back. Like uh, what position? I, he's a center back. Center back. Center back. Yeah. Um, he's going to be the veteran presence, and I think that's what we need. I, I think that's what USA always needs. Just that. Pulisic, Pulisic will be very integral. I'm not saying don't 
you know, he's going to be he's, the guy we have to go to. He's, he's, but he's going to be the big name that everyone's going to want to watch because Pulisic's one of the people that everyone looks out at. It's like, oh, I know this guy because he plays for this team. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, I mean, he's basically what Ronaldo I think is the, to Portugal. The guys that we used to have, I think one guy used to get overlooked before we got the new USA revamp with this team was Bradley. He was always overlooked. Bradley I, was I very solid. Bradley was a very solid. Because you had you had Dempsey, Howard, and some other players. Josie Altidore. Altidore. And he was I think, my favorite. But Bradley was always overlooked. But he was always there for those moments. Well, the big thing I think you, you bring that up. You bring up Clint Dempsey, um, who I think a lot of people consider him Orlando Donovan the greatest American players to ever play. I think that it shows something when Clint Dempsey, who now works for CBS and is uh, kind of an a- analysis. He himself said that this American team, come 2026, is probably going to be the best American team we've ever seen, and that he has no doubt in his mind that Christian Pulisic will pass him to become the greatest American footballer of all time. I, and if anyone's going to, if you can trust anyone, it's going to be Clint Dempsey. The man was a goat. I, I think this team can make a semifinal run in 2026 if everything falls right, mm-hmm. if we're able to mm-hmm. get to that, like, we're here, we're in the World Cup, now let's show that we belong here, mm-hmm. I think we could see some kind of miracle run out of USA. You always get that one team that has that miracle run. You had Denmark, what was it, last year as well? Or not last year, last World Cup. You yeah, had Denmark. Denmark had a good run. But we know why that happened with their player. They played with fire under them the entire time. They and they trying. had Erling Holland. They had Holland? Holland is Denmark team, yes. Who? I thought he was... That Holland. was a very young Holland, but... Young Holland is still. It's still Holland. But I think USA makes some noise this year. I don't think it's oh, going to wait until 2026. I hope so. It is, it is very good to see, as, as an American who absolutely adores soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, it's fantastic to be able to see America finally stepping onto a world stage in football because I, I can tell you if we took it as seriously as these other countries, we could become the best at it. All right. Uh, what were we saying? USA, England? I, I would be... say USA, England, but I'm – I'm not fully confident. I'm worried. The U.S. is known to put up some some goose eggs. Yeah, we'll see. Who you got? England, USA? England, USA, baby. All right. Let's go on to Group C. This one is going to be entertaining. Argentina. Not not this next team. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Mexico. And Poland. Ooh. Hmm. We, I think we know the one team that's going to get out of this guarantee. It's Argentina. I think Argentina gets out. I think Argentina's playing with a bunch of fire I think they right get now. out. I think they this get is, undefeated. This is Messi's um, last World Cup. I, I, he's playing fantastic for PSG right now. I'd argue he's either him or Neymar are playing the best on the team. Yeah, Neymar. We love you. I mean, I do. I don't. But I love Neymar. Another, I love another conversation for another time. Do you even uh, know what team he used to play for before? No, but I know you. <laughs> I, I remember his World um. World Cup run with Brazil. A lot of people remember that. I love that run. I loved it. You know what Are you my talking favorite about the part one that ended 7-1? You, you yep. know what my favorite part of that run was? That's so bad. Germany's absolute drilling of them 7-2 because Germany is my second team. That was my childhood. I cried whenever he lost. That See, was I was the opposite. I, I cried when Germany won the World Cup because I was such a big German guy at that point. I, I, I love think Neymar. one team completely knocked out of this, Saudi Arabia. I don't think they won a single game. Uh, yeah, Saudi Arabia is not... They always make it here, but never win. <laughs> well, yeah, it's because you have to. You have certain teams that are going to make it out of Asia. They're in the Asian Conference. They're going to make it, basically. So it works. I think that second spot is between Mexico and Poland. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, Mexico, 
again, if this was 10 years ago, I think it's a, it's a, it's a safe bet. Mexico destroys Poland. But Mexico just doesn't seem to be able to understand that these older guys that they have on their team are not the same guys that they used to have. Mexico has such a solid young core, but they're not using said solid young core. Poland is not a good team, but Poland has the advantage of having one man on that team. Lewandowski. Robert Lewandowski, who is one of the best. Even as a Bayern fan, I can admit it that he, he's one of the best strikers in the world. Even at Barcelona, he's proven he's finally gone to a quote unquote big league. Even though, again, another topic for another time, and he's he's doing it, leading scorer in the in La Liga. Um, How many goals? Thirteen. That's not bad. That's thirteen. Not bad at all. Thirteen and thirteen, I want to say. Do, do goal per their game? season and Premier League start at the same time? Uh, roughly, yeah, but they don't play as as many. I don't think they play the same amount of games. Okay. Yeah, I. I want to say Mexico, La, I want to say La Liga plays thirty four and Premier League plays thirty. Me personally, Mexico, I always find them entertaining to watch because they're always playing with so much intensity. Uh, Mexico's a dirty team. We they're know dirty, it at this point. but we I find them entertaining. Point, which is why I'm very glad we're not in the same group as them. Um, USA and Mexico. Yeah, it's always entertaining to see USA and Mexico. You know, yeah, they play dirty, but they still it still has that intensity. So I honestly, I don't know if I could pick between Mexico and Poland. It, it'll it'll be entertaining. It'll be entertaining. I think Argentina gets in. That's I guaranteed. Think that's a, I, 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 nothing is guaranteed in the sport of football, but I would make it a safe bet. I, I gotta go. I gotta go Mexico. They always end up finding their way, slithering in past the group stages. So, I'm gonna go against you. I'm gonna say Poland. I think Robert. Robert wants his Ballon d'Or, and if he if he's really gonna get the Ballon d'Or, he's got to do it. Group D is gonna bring some interesting uh, things to him. France, Australia. Denmark, and uh, not this team, Tunisia. Jesus Christ, oh, you had to disrespect them like that. <laughs> I have to. That, honestly, that's not even a that's not even a group. France and Denmark make it in. You quite, think Australia quite doesn't do anything? No. Australia might put up a fight against Denmark, but... That's why I think they, I think they pull out against Denmark. I think it's going to be one of those upsets. No, I, I don't see it. From I don't the land down it. under? That you say doesn't exist? It doesn't exist. I really said Australia. Doesn't I, that was a joke, and you know it. Um, Groovy. No, I, I don't see Australia doing anything, unfortunately. Okay, but I think I, I still gotta go with Denmark and uh. Denmark and France will, will get by pretty comfortably. Group E: Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. Germany is gonna win that group quite easily. Germany, this German team, everyone's going on about Argentina, Brazil, all all of those teams. Germany is my dark horse to win this thing. Their team is full of solid players. They finally have gotten to that era that they had when they won the 2014 one, which is they've got the older guys. They've got the Thomas Mullers, the Manuel Neuers, the guys that have been there before, know what to do. They've also got those young guys. They've got Jamal Musela, who is quite possibly the best U21 player in the world right now. He's on fire for Bayern Munich. He scored six goals, has eight assists, and has created countless chances in only eight games. He's fantastic. You've got Joshua Kimmich, who also plays for Bayern, leading the whole five leagues in chances created. He's insane. This team is so good, and people are just worried about Argentina and Brazil. Watch out for Germany making a deep run. They've also got Hansi Flick is going to be their coach. He coached at Bayern, the only coach in the history of soccer to win the sextuple. Yes, the sextuple. Six trophies in one season. Oh, you never heard six that Six trophies. 
Um, There's a reason you've never heard of it. It's never happened before. He won six trophies in one season. If anyone's going to bring him up, it's going to be Hansi Flick. Is this Neuer's last World Cup? We'll, ne- we'll see. Uh, 34 years old, 33, 34 years old. It's possible he come- stays for another one. As long as he doesn't... I don't know if he announced it yet. That's why I was asking. I oh, no, 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 no. There's a possibility he stays for 2026. It'll be... Neuer... Neuer is my favorite player, and part of the reason is because he seems to have a head on him. He's one of the smartest players ever. He will leave when he needs to leave. When there is finally someone, a keeper, that can step up and take his place, I think that's when he'll say he'll so, pass on the mantle. So you got first Germany? Oh, Germany. Team? I think Germany destroys this group. Who do you think comes out second? What were the other teams? Spain, Costa Rica, Japan. Spain. Oh, Spain's going to come out quite easily as well. All right. Let's go into Group F. This one, I think, is one of the lackluster ones. Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. What? I think that one's lackluster. You think that's lackluster? You've got a Belgium team. Yeah, you got the, I'm talking about You've the got, bottom a, you've got, the got the a Belgium team, team who has... When I, when I say lackluster, I don't mean Hold the group. Up. I mean the, te- the countries that are in it. Hold up. Thibaut Courtois, who put together... I hate him. I despise that man. Plays for Real Madrid. He and Benzema are the two reasons that they won the Champions League last year. He had a Champions League final record. 15 saves in the final. Courtois is amazing. Do you know who else is on this Belgium team? Just, you know, the greatest the greatest passer of all time. Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne. He's amazing. He, he's, he's the greatest chance creator we've seen by the time he retires, he's going to be the greatest midfielder the Premier League has ever seen. Belgium is a solid team. Morocco, another very solid team that is not talked about enough. Morocco is a very solid African team. They always put up very good numbers in the African. They held their own against uh, Senegal. They held their own against the Ivory Coast, which always shows up as well. I'm telling you, Morocco's solid. And finally, my other dark horse for this um, World Cup Canada is underlooked. To win or just the, to get out group? The Canadian team is better than the American team, and I will stand by that statement oh, all day you. long. That's going to break me. You just dropped your respect a little bit. All right. You have Alfonso Davies, the greatest left back in the world. Possibly he's 22, and people consider him the greatest left back of all time. Already. Played for Vancouver Whitecaps, moved on to Bayern Munich, won the sex tuple. That year was a major part of it. That's my favorite word. He's he's it's my favorite word too because Bayern's the only team to ever do it. You've got Jonathan Jonathan David, who is currently leading the top five leagues in goals per minute. I think I think that's the stat he's leading in. David is insane. There there are countless teams. Manchester City are looking at getting Jonathan David. That's all you need to know. And then they've just got a bunch of role players. Jonathan Taylor. Why did I say Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan David. Excuse me. Where did Jonathan Taylor get? Jonathan Jonathan Taylor Taylor is making a Canadian return. I don't know if he's ever been there. But yeah, this Canadian team, I'm telling you, don't overlook them. You will see. I think Belgium and Croatia come out of it. Croatia? Yeah. No. I think it's Belgium and Canada. Canada's going to be strong. All right, two more groups. Group G. Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Brazil and Switzerland come out of that pretty solid summer. The keeper for Switzerland is playing extremely well right now. And then, I mean, I don't have to say much about the other team now, do I? All right. All right, (laughs) Group H. And then we'll get into NFL right after this. Portugal, 
Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Could be could be a fun group to watch. Um, obviously, this is Ronaldo's last um, World Cup as well. Um, unfortunately for Ronaldo, he's not playing extremely well right now. In fact, he's not even playing at all. He's having problems with Eric Ten Hag, um, the new manager over at United. He has not played in the last six games. He will be featuring this Wednesday, or excuse me, this Thursday because they're in Europa League, not Champions League. Um, we'll see how he does. I just don't think it's the same Ronaldo we've seen before. No, definitely not. I still think Portugal has enough playmaking to get out of the group. I don't see them doing much after that. Who are the other three? Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. South Korea is not a very good team, but they do have Sun. Sun is a world-class player. Fantastic. I remember that one time they played Germany. I love that goalkeeper for South Korea. He's very funny. He made some crazy saves. I'll made some great that. saves. Made some great saves. Um, Sun is going to be the way that they get out of this group if he doesn't play well. It is. One thing about soccer, other than Holland, it is hard to depend on one person in soccer. Well, I mean, you say other than Holland. I mean, let's be honest. City doesn't depend on Holland. City won the league last year without him. It, when I say when I say depend, I don't mean like the whole team depends on whatever he does. It's just it's Holland. I mean, I agree to a certain extent, but you've a, a a big thing that people are missing is that the reason the way that Holland is getting so many goals and so many of everything is the fact that the team around him is possibly the greatest team we've ever seen step on a football pitch. You've got Kevin De Bruyne, who I've already mentioned is one of the he's the assist king. He's the man, the myth, the legend. You've got a defensive line that is considered the best in the world. You've got a midfield that controls possession like unlike any team I've ever seen. It's insane. All right. Yes, go. We'll wrap up the World Cup talk. I would like to say one last thing. It's a quick thing. Well, no, it's it's just a quick thing. The way that it has worked out, if both of these teams reach the final, it, it could happen because of the way that they would move. There is a possibility that if Portugal makes a miracle run and that Argentina makes the run that they're supposed to, we could have a Ronaldo-Messi final. Who would you pick in that final to pull for? Who would you rather see win? Messi's my favorite player of all time. So you would rather see Messi? Short king. If Messi and Ronaldo play in the World Cup final, who are you pulling for? Okay, let me ask you a question. If Messi wins... Does that make him the greatest player of all time? Yes. Is he not already? Yeah, I was about to say, he's already. Well, because it's a debate at this point, people still consider them. Who are you debating with? It's it's between Messi and Ronaldo. That is the general consensus. No. Messi is always going to be the goat of soccer. And once you say, oh, let's watch soccer, first person to pop in your mind, Messi. Let me ask you a question. Only reason Ronaldo is considered as the goat is because of social media. Let me ask you a question then. If Ronaldo wins the World Cup, does that prop him up any higher? No. does it prop? Okay, wouldn't be able to prop him up any. Does that does that make above? him comparable? No. So you think Messi's you think Messi's above? No. Yes, Messi is way if above. If Ronaldo wins this World Cup, you can have the comparison. But okay. if Messi wins, Ronaldo shouldn't even be thought about for greatest of all time. Now, what if neither one of them win? You think it just stays the it's, same? It stays the same. Stays yeah. the same. I just think Ronaldo's the most popular, but Messi's the better player. I think the only way that neither of them win, and maybe you can call Ronaldo best of all time, is if Ronaldo makes those finals and loses, and Messi's eliminated in group stage. Fair which enough. we know won't happen. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I, it has to be wild for me to say that Ronaldo's better than Messi. Fair enough. Even if, even if that happens, we're... The, those two losses happen, 
it's hard for me to say that Messi doesn't do it because, let's be honest, back then you had the billboards of Messi and Ronaldo. But like you said, if you want to go watch soccer, Messi's first verse is popping in your head. Fair enough. I'm, not a, because, fan, I'm not a fan of either guy. Just so. because Ronaldo was on two covers of FIFA and Messi was on well, one. Two. Yep, well, two. Two. No, two. It well, it was back they're, in like 2000. They were buzzing too. I, I think it's messy. I don't think it's close for me right now. Interesting. Okay. All right. Let's move on to NFL. I think the biggest talk about this week, we'll go over these two topics here, is um, Brees Hall injury, which resulted in the James Robinson trade. I, that made me think why James Robinson was questionable when he didn't do anything in the Giants game. He wasn't questionable for going in because I have my fantasy. Now that this trade happened, now I see why they pulled him out. It looks like it was going to happen... I think it happened during the game. I feel like James Robinson was going to get traded either way because Travis Etienne is starting to go off right now. So I feel like they're not going to have a situation like Cleveland where they have two good running backs and they're just holding one back. So uh, it was just they they were going to have to trade James Robinson sooner or later. And that was a great trade towards the Jets because they literally just lost Brees Hall on Sunday and they needed a – Running back, and I feel like James Jobs can pick up that role very good. Do you think Michael Carter's gonna ask for a trade now? Yes. No. No. What? No. I agree. I don't think he will. I think what they're gonna do. Well, this is Robinson's what third year in the league. Yep. Yeah. So he's been in the league one year longer than Michael Carter, and he's been in it one year longer than Brees, two years longer than Brees Hall. They now have three running backs under a rookie contract. I mean, they're basically going to be – do you realize who their head coach is, right? Sala. Where did he come from? Niners. What did they do in the year that they went to the Super Bowl? 2012 or – 2020. 2020? Oh, they had a lot of rookies. Yeah, they did have a lot of rookies. They had Matt Breed, Raheem Mostert, and Tevin Coleman running the ball. Yep. You see where I'm going with it? I'm not saying the Jets are going to the Super Bowl. I see where you're going with That is a – it's a very successful tactic, and I think – the way that they can run this offense with Zach, Zach Wilson can actually gun the ball, and he can run too. So mm-hmm. he's a runner-gunner. Uh, he's got good receivers. He's got a good O-line. He's got a pretty good defense, I'm not going to lie. And he's got the running backs. True. I mean, he's going to have Michael Carter and James Robinson this year because, unfortunately, Brees with the injury. But Carter and Robinson, that is a hell of a duo. True. And if you ask me, they truly could be a wild card team this year. It just depends on how they shake out with the rest of the season. Um, I've been talking about this with Jack, knowing he's a Buffalo fan. I think there's a possibility in this world today that the Jets could split with Buffalo this year. I can I can see that happening. The, at the pace that the Jets are going right now, I can see I can see them at least making a wild card. Because Sauce Gardner is taking this league by storm. Woo! Yep. Saucy boy. Sauce is the DPOY. No, I, defensive rookie of the year. Let me rephrase that. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say now. <laughs> no. I was about to say, hold up now. We know who Depoy is. It's Micah Parsons. Any day of the week. At this point, yeah. Micah Parsons is crazy. I am a Giants fan. I stand by what I, what, what yeah, I, what I don't He's understand. insane. What I don't understand last he reached, year is He reached that, 21 miles per hour last night. Yep. The other night. What I don't understand is how people last year were saying that he was going to win Depoy. No. And Did he win? He won D D R. He won yeah. Troy. Not he, he was rookie. I think yeah. he was runner up. I mean, as a, a player. as a rookie, I don't third. think you can third. really. Yeah, third. I don't think you can. 
I don't know if you can win Depoy as a as a rookie. You, I just if, if that's you, why we have a defensive rookie if, of the year. If you allow okay. The only way a rookie would ever do it is if they were to allow less than 500 yards the whole season and not allow a single touchdown, have multiple passes defended and a few picks. That's when, I, if he led the league in picks, then I'd be like, you know what? He led the league in picks and he led a lot. I just, I, I think that that's why we have the defensive rookie of the year is for the rookie that would be in the depoy talk. Does that make sense? And um, then if he is able to continue that, we start but hearing all these people telling me that he should have won the defensive player of the year last year is pathetic. Yeah, because I don't know when Trent Jordan Watt goes and ties Michael Strahan with twenty two and a half sacks, it's almost guaranteed who it should be. I have people tell me he didn't deserve it. He basically got all those sacks because of the, it's like no, twenty two and a half sacks is nothing. That's twenty two and a half more than we all have. Yep, and. You're, no, he's crazy. And you're and you're here to tell me that Miles Garrett should have won last year. <laughs> like, it, Browns fans, Cowboys fans, same breed. Facts. Yeah, there is one thing that's very much facts. There is one thing that um Miles Garrett has over T.J. Watt: the helmet hits with being oh, unprotected. Okay, then. That's true. Very much true. All right. Um. There's a reason why he's in Cleveland. <laughs> um, I was I was wanting to look it up because I. I showed him earlier, but I cannot find the post. Austin Eckler started the season, the first three games, under 15 points fantasy-wise. Yes, I have. He is now over 30 points in the last three weeks. He is the running back one by 10 points. He's going crazy. So, therefore, someone posts – I want to get y'all's opinion on this trade. Someone commented on said post. Asking for advice of this NFL Fantasy uh, Instagram account. Mm -hmm. Should I trade Justin Jefferson for Joe Mixon and Jalen Waddle? Half PPR. Half PPR? Half PPR. It was Mixon and Waddle for X. Mixon and Waddle for Jefferson. For Justin Jefferson. Mm -hmm. What is is the thought process behind that? I mean, I wouldn't go out there and call it a... Like outlandish trade. It's not outlandish. It's just a trade that me personally I wouldn't do. I think he's losing. I me I have just the guy who's trading the, the guy's trading Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're losing. You're losing and you're not getting enough back. You're losing too much pieces. You have if to get a second piece If he got one more core player back, I would have said he would have won. Maybe if you got another receiver that was a solid, you know, Tyree, like, like a slot receiver, like a, you know, someone that's gonna put up solid points, solid 10, 15 points, sure. Okay, then you get a running back and you get two wide receivers who are going to equal it out. But you're getting Mixon, who is a solid running back, but fantasy-wise this year hasn't been the greatest in the world. And you're getting Waddle, who has dropped off the last few weeks. Yeah, I, I don't personally like me, I wouldn't accept it. Don't like that trade. Well, let's go into one thing here. What trade talks do we think we're going to have here over the next few weeks? Because personally, I think these teams that are making a run for the playoffs need to make some trades. Teams like I think Niners need to make a few more trades. They need quarterback. I feel Why like. Why did we not get CMC? I feel like I feel like the Browns need to get Kareem Hunt out of there. Thank you. I feel oh, like everyone thinks that. Kareem Thank you. Kareem Hunt is just a wasted bucket of talent sitting on the Browns bench right now, and Nick Chubb is absolutely going amazing right now. Kareem Hunt used he led the league in rushing as a rookie. And now he's just rotting away in Cleveland. Can, That's can what I, they, but I can, can name about question? fifty other players who've rotted away in Cleveland. This can is why Cleveland question? is so corrupt. Yep. You've got 
Kareem Hunt, who is a washed has-been. Let's admit it. That's what he is nowadays. No, he's not even he's not even washed. He just doesn't have the option. He's He's underutilized. You have Nick Chubb, who I I'm sorry, you you gotta admit it is the best running back in the league right now. Yes. And they're splitting carries. Last game, Chubb had fifty three percent of the carries and Hunt had forty seven. How do you do that? Hunt was in there on their last drive. Hunt needs to just get out of Cleveland in general. Chubb needs to be playing. The majority of the game. 85 plus. Here's I'd say 90. That's, that's pushing it. Personally for me, I mean, I think that Kareem Hunt, is not, he's not a bad running back. Not at all. But it's Nick Chubb. I, I understand. You have Nick, Nick Chubb, Chubb because he's backing up the best guys where people are like, you know what? He needs to get out of there. He does need to get out of there, quite frankly. You know where I think he would really thrive right now? He's at that sassy. Arizona. Ooh. That would be good. Put him in Arizona. I mean, Eno Benjamin's doing good this year. James Conner, I haven't heard much of him because I think he's hurt. Yeah, I think I thought he was injured. Conner's oh. hurt. He's coming back mid-season. Yeah. Here's the thing. Conner's been a backup for a long time. He was n- He was a backup on his Steelers, right? He was solid at Pitt, though. Not at Steelers. At, in yes, college, he was, yes. He was solid. Cancer survivor. We'll always respect him yep. for that. But on the football field, he wasn't as good as I wanted him to be. He was... Decent. You could run the ball with him. He would. He was a dynamic runner, but he could never, um, really burst into the best runner possible. It was, it was tough because, obviously, college and the NFL are two vastly different styles oh, of game. 100%. <laughs> so you're gonna have that adjustment. I mean, he sat on the bench for the entirety of his first year. Took over when Les Bell decided to um, turn his career upside down, just like. Antonio Brown did, Martavis. I could go on about that. <laughs> hey. Here's the thing, though. So we're talking about Hunt. Hunt is not a bad running back. I'm not trying to say he is. At Cleveland, they're, they're splitting carries. That's that's 100%. They're getting a, roughly the same amount of usage. And Chubb is up here. He's at 150%. That's because Hunt's Chubb, at 50. That's because Chubb's been getting the majority of the workload for the past three years. Yep. That Kareem Hunt's been there. And hear me out. If Hunt was in any other situation, he was in Arizona, you could put him in um, That's what I'm Carolina. You could put him in two running backs side could, by side, getting the, the same usage on the same team. Chubb is doing enough them. better that Chubb deserves to get more, let, and Hunt needs to go somewhere where he's going to succeed. Let me ask you this. If Kareem Hunt went to Buffalo, how would you feel as a Bills fan? And what would you give up to get him? I'm not giving up a lot. I'm sorry. No, I would you give up Devin Singletary? Jonathan, listen, Jonathan no. Hankins was traded today because to the John. I think Hunt is a better running back than Singletary. I think Singletary fits what we do better. Hunt is a rusher, primarily. He can receive, but he's a rusher primarily. He's one of the better pass catchers in yeah. the backfield. Like. I would put him up there in the same legs so of potentially even a CMC or a Dalvin Cook. Uh, I mean, what I have watched, I, I. I mean, hear me out. It's tough to gauge that because then again, he's been underutilized in Cleveland. That's if you true. if you put him in a team like Buffalo, obviously Singletary is a power runner. Yep. James Cook is like a red zone kind of guy, and then who else do you guys have in the backfield? Um, Zach Moss. He's hurt. Yeah. He's, so he's he's out for the next six weeks. I want to say. Yeah. So my thing is, I don't. If you, I like Hunt. I think he's a solid running back. I just think that, but he's not enough of a needle switcher for us to 
go out and grab But him. just imagine if Josh Allen, who already is Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, Stephon Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie. Shakiri. He is coming to his own. Oh, yeah. What's his first name? I don't know because that's all they call him is Shakiri. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, yeah, he, he, he seems to be one of those guys that has, like, one name. He went off against us. That's, yes. I think that was a game where he really came into his own. He, in the Kansas City game, um, Isaiah McKenzie was dropping a lot of balls. Dropped the fourth down, wide open touchdown. Shakiri came in and had, like, four catches for, like, six Yeah, so, yards. see, you guys got four receivers. You got Dawson Knox. Now, imagine He's a receiver. I mean, let's be honest. Well, yeah. But imagine if you had Kareem Hunt in the backfield who can also catch that. You have six weapons right there for someone who's probably going to run away with the MVP in the second half. If, yep. you give him a, if you give him a pass catch out of the backfield, he doesn't have to throw it downfield every time. It gives him another option. I'm just saying that. The thing, though, is that he's not throwing the ball downfield every time because Singletary is having extremely good receiving numbers this year. He is? He is. That is where, like, I remember we had this argument about um, Allen getting his due. Do Rem- you remember that conversation? Yep. And do you remember how you were talking about Allen was in the MVP conversation last year? One of the biggest differences I'm noticing as a Buffalo fan, as a t- guy that watches every game from last year to this year, is the progression of Josh Allen as a quarterback with his mind. Yes. Last year, he tried to force the ball down the field to Diggs, to Davis, every time. I mean, it worked a lot. And it worked a lot, but he also had worse numbers in terms of picks and stuff. And, and there were times that he, he'd kill the drive. This year... It's amazing to see him go through his progressions, see Stephon's covered, Gabe's covered, check down to Devin. It's amazing to watch it. It happens a lot more than you would expect. Yeah, I'm just saying. And then it opens up everything else. So it's great to watch Josh do that. I mean, I'm a casual Bills guy. Obviously, I don't watch him as much as I do. I'm a religious Steelers fan. Um, so, but I look at it as I, I thought – Devin Singletary was like a power back. Coming. He is. Yeah. He's a power back when he's rushing the ball, but he still has hands. He still. Has I'm just saying, team. I would rather like as a, as smart as the Bills organization is, Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, that whole that whole mm-hmm. coaching staff is amazing. But one of the best in the league. That's why I'm not worried. I would because be, I think they're going to make the best possible. But move. what I would do is you have that power back, so when you can, I mean, Kareem Hunt's a power back, but he has elite catching ability out of the backfield you put him in on your first and second maybe he's like a like he can be a good first down kind of back and then you put and then you have Devin Singletary second and third down when you need to get those yards in crunch time so say it's like three minutes left in the AFC championship game you're playing against hell we'll go and say you guys are playing Kansas City and it's a 23-20 kind of game Gonna, I'm not quoting. Oh, that's the kind of game. It I'm, I'm not quoting Tony Romo word for word, but you all you all know how that went down. Um, but essentially, he just if you if you have Cream Hunt, say it's first and ten, throw it like everyone you you looking for the plays that'll keep the clock running. Say you want to throw the ball just because of the coverage, you get five yards, but you throw the ball to Cream Hunt as a little check down and get five yards. Kansas City calls a timeout, and then you bring Singletary in, who's known for getting those extra, those crucial yards, because I've had him in fantasy, and I've won by mere yards because of him. That's when you bring him in. I'm just saying Kareem Hunt serves as a great complementary piece of this offense. He doesn't have to be an integral part, but he has to be. He could be a complementary piece. You know another reason that I think we won't make a move for Hunt 
Why? Is because of our backup running back at this point. I truly, truly believe that they, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean and all of the, the staff that you were talking about is gearing James Cook to be the next guy at Buffalo. It's tough because... I, mean, I think by the end of this season, I would not be surprised if James, James Cook takes the number one running back position from Singletary. So what are you saying about Singletary? Do you think he's starting to find his way outside of Buffalo or what? No, no. And, and it's nothing against Singletary. I personally love Devin. I think he fits our team so well. He was an integral part to us beating Kansas City this this past two weeks ago. But I think that Cook just has so much potential. I mean, look at who his brother is. And his brother says that James is better than him, which is saying a lot because it's Dalvin freaking Cook. Yeah. I love James's potential, and I think that if it continues, I think him being under Devin right now is great because he's learning from Devin. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if by the end of the season Cook takes over running back one with Singletary still getting reps. Kind of like we're doing now, just switch them. Yeah, I, I see that. I and see I think that. Moss, if one of them's out of the way, I think it's Moss. I think Moss is on his way out. 100%. He hasn't impressed. He's been all right, but he's not what we've been wanting. Yeah. He's actually in trade rumors right now. Who is? Zach Moss. I would not be really? surprised. Really? Yes, for the Bills. There's a whole list that came out on ESPN for trade rumors that happened before the trade deadline, and he's their number one person that's in trade rumors. That's uh, Where's Claypool? He'd be one that I would want to trade. I don't think – oh, yep. Claypool's up there too. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> wait, I'm, I'm counting my days. KJ Hamler's up there too. KJ Hamler? Yeah. <laughs> Russ must have burnt the food in the kitchen then. Damn. You know what, though? Jesse. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. George Pickens has the potential to be one of the best receivers in the league. Very. That man is insane. Very. I didn't realize how truly insane yeah, he was. Yeah, he was getting open and just pushing him over. He is. And I didn't realize how truly insane he was till I oh. watched him catch that ball in the end zone this past week. How? The way how. He has sticky fingers. The way how he contorted his body and knows where to pl- his hand placement while receiving, it's just. Dude. It's insane. It's so good. He's six, Especially for a rookie. He's 6'3", 200 pounds, and he hadn't – and the only, like, competitive game he's played in before this season was the national championship game back in January because he was coming off of an ACL that he suffered in spring ball in 21. And hear me out, he's just got that dog in him. He does have that dog in him. He's a definition of dog. Right now. He is him. If he is in your fantasy league and you have the opportunity to pick him up, pick, pick him, him up. Keep him on your team immediately. Because pick him up. He is dynamic. He's, put up he is a, He's already put up numbers. He is a physical runner. He will block. Everyone knows that. He has the ability to make some jaw-dropping catches that I believe rival those of OBJ. I'm yep. just going to say it. Yep. I believe that the catch he made in Cleveland was better than the one that OBJ made. But hear me out. But hear me out. Oh, that's a hot take. But hear me out. I will explain why. Still won't change it. I know. But it's worth Yeah, hey, I just thought about it. This is a Giants fan. You better watch your mouth over here, boy. It was a touchdown. It was a touchdown and a flag. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's going back like that, but he's able to look at the ball. George Pickens is running like that, and the ball's like kind of back by him. So we adjust like he's got to take a complete one eighty to the ball, or he he actually goes like that. So he just does a complete forty five degree turn with his opposite with the to the end like his inside portion of his body, the left side of his body, 
comes to the inside, and then he goes over his opposite shoulder and brings the ball in. It was a fantastic catch. I'm not taking that away from Pickens. But OBJ was fouled, pass interference. Yeah. So, so your argument that he saw the ball, I don't think he truly did see the ball. I mean... Because the guy was grabbing him. <laughs> he then proceeded to, to do the exact same thing you're talking about, put his arm up over his shoulder, he, grab the ball with three fingers, and pull it in for the end zone. Yeah, While he, falling backwards. While falling backwards. Yes, he, he was falling and backwards. And contorting his body. I I'm, mean, it, they're both amazing catches. I, I mean, think we can put it at that. I'll just be honest with you. That's Pickens' catch against Cleveland will be the best catch of the 2020s. Okay, that's fair. That's fair uh, to say. Of the 2020s? That's the fair. Whole, the that, whole decade. That's fair to say. That is very, very I, fair to say. I, I, I can't say that because it's so far. We don't know. So far. It's oh, either, so far, yeah. I, I'd say that the close runner-up is that catch that that Arizona wideout made where he got his toes in and the ball was all the way out of bounds. I forgot his name. Hold up. Rondo Moore. There we go. Oh, I know. What that was a very, it, good, catch. very good catch. With two defenders behind him, too. Well, that um, 2020, actually, when D-Hop had the, like, the triple coverage against oh, Buffalo, the, yep. the um, Murray Magic. Um, I mean, obviously, we see how Arizona's doing now. but I that, can't say that Pickens' catch is, is going to be the best of the 20s. It'll be the best of the season. It's the, the best it's right it's now. Catch of the year. Catch of the year. It's catch of the year. We know that for sure. Unless we best see... Best catch of the decade, we'll see. Unless, it's too early in the decade to Unless we see tell. him like, do a one-handed diving over Sauce Gardner in the wild card round. <laughs> I know it's not happening, but I'm saying to say like he does a maybe, maybe in five years. Maybe in five years. Not this year, because I'm not making it to not the wild this year. card. I don't see you making the playoffs. Neither are you. Oh, hot take. The Ravens? What? That's I mean, I mean, if the Ravens could could hold a lead, they'd be the best team in the NFL if right now. If we turn around our season right now. So would the Falcons. That's crazy to say. Shout out to Grayson for that one. Yeah. But the Ravens are tied in their division right now for first place, and you guys are tied for second right now. And there's only two teams. There's no third or fourth. It's just tied for first and second because you guys are two and five right now. So is Cleveland. Yep, and the Ravens are four and three. Also, the Bengals is four and three, but I still got us taking out the division. So Ooh, looking, I don't know. Looking, look, look, this looking at this week's landscape, you guys play Tampa and Tampa. I don't. I don't see. No. I don't That's see a, a problem. After last week. No, God no. What? Tom, Tom Brady. It you finally, guys, finally, finally. Are we like, not? Are we it not, looks no, like I'm all saying, the time. I'm just saying you guys Brady. are gonna. You guys are gonna roll over them because okay. Tom Brady. Okay. Is a, it looks like. It's too early to say this, but it looks like Father Time is finally catching up to Brady. It's not too early because it's true. It is about time we can say it. Tom Brady is washed. I don't know if I can go that far yet. No, I can say that. Tom Brady's washed. He did just have an interviewer saying he's not retiring anytime soon. He also, Good, let him. two weeks ago, that. remember, he lost to the Steelers. Yep. Who, have a let's, terrible oh, defense. Hold up, hold up. Let's not even let's focus on this week. He lost to what we all agreed last podcast is the worst franchise in the NFL. And he lost he to care. He's lost to offensive touchdown. He's, 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 he's lost to two dog water teams back to back weeks. You and he's team dog water. <laughs> and not, not only not only I'm did not they delusional. Not Cowboys only, fans. Not did not only did the Panthers win, the Panthers won convincingly. It wasn't a game. They I mean, won in a blowout. The, it, it was 
saddening to watch. The, the chances of the Bucks making the playoffs went in and out of their hands, just like Mike Evans dropped that ball. That right was, in and out of his hands. That hurt me because Mike Evans on my fantasy, so that hurt me to watch. That, was that terrible. sucks to be that you. That was absolutely disgusting. Hey, I lost. I'm one in six. I don't want to hear Although, it. I mean, if we're You're talking about best teams in the NFL, I mean, i got to say it. Yeah. These The Giants just got the, that dog in them. I, I don't know how they keep pulling these. These games well, they play Seattle right. at Seattle this week, which is never an easy game. Last time we were there, we won. So, hopefully we can do it again. I yeah. don't know. I, I, I put my money on the Giants, man. They just said, no, good. the Giants. No. I mean, if they end up being seven, I mean, their only loss of the season is to the Cowboys, which, Best quite frankly, is Best not a bad loss. No, it it's not. Wasn't it a one-possession game? Or was it, was, it, it was a one-possession one possession game. game. It was a one-possession game. Remember, because that was a game that Shepard got hurt on that last drive. That's a whole story for another day. Yeah. I'm um, just waiting to see the them. The best defense in the league. I will play, stand by that statement. I want to see them play the Eagles. They play the Eagles twice in the last five weeks. They host them December, the December 11th. I think, and we, they, I think we split. We take them in MetLife. Then they, that's where we didn't do that. You go to Philly to end the season. So That, will, that will decide the division is the Giants. And the, the Commanders season. are nothing to us. Daniel Jones always. The Commanders are, not, the commanders the commanders are never are nothing. The Commanders are the only team in that, that conference that doesn't have a chance. No. In that division. But I, I personally think because. Well, that's not how we say that. They just went out. Because they the, went out with well, Tyler Heineke. Because the way things are um, gearing up. I think that because obviously the NFL is every game of the last week of the season is set for 1 o'clock, but you're going to have that one game at 8.20. You're going to have a couple at 4.25. Um, I've heard Grayson tell me that it would be the Bucks and the Falcons for the division. Yeah, keep dreaming, buddy. It's going to be the Eagles and the Giants on Sunday Night Football to decide the winner of the NFC East. And here's the beautiful thing. Both teams are going to get into the playoffs at that point. Like, you're gonna How does it feel? How does it I, feel to I will tell you this. Not at any point would I have told you we would have started 6-1. and one. How, I can say how that. does it feel to know that coming in, you looked at me and told me that you would be happy if you won three or four games this year? And you guys are 6-1 and and right now. And you guys are legitimate playoff contenders. I think this has to do with finally we found our coach. That He's has a insane. lot to do with it. He, he seems so passionate. Hold it's, up. it's beautiful to watch. Are we talking about your defensive coordinator too? Oh, our defensive coordinator is good. He was but amazing at the Ravens. He's been doing very yeah. good for y'all. He, Wink reason, Martindale is a big reason why they're successful. Brian Dable, I'm going to go. Brian Dable is New York. I'm going to say it right now. He is winning coach of the year. Yes, yes, he is. As of right now, so. absolutely. And if, if I hear anybody tell me Nick Sirianni or anybody else is going to win it, you can kiss my hey. ass. I think, I think the battle of the two coaches are the two coaches that are in New York. Or, yeah, New York. You mean you mean the real one in New York and the no, New Jersey I think, team? I think Salah. Salah. Oh, the I two Jersey two, teams. I think you mean. between those two teams, those two coaches. Don't is call coach them the New York teams or the New Jersey teams. Come play actually in New York, and I'll call you a New York team. Yeah, we're both six and ones. Or actually, no, you're five and one. So as of right now, I don't know who the real New York team is. Uh, the team that plays in New York, the team that's postal code code says NY and not NJ. And they also play like right near Canada too. So. Still in NY, they're yeah. not in NY. All right, so let's cool. go. Let's go one more topic here in the NFL and move on to another uh, sport here. Power rankings. Um, uh, the, going off what you said, what I thought. Um, we are number four, and at no point did I think we would have gone to top twenty. So, so you want to read out the new power rankings for me? I'm not saying that as a Bills fan. I just want to know. I just, I, I just. Josh, you still have. I, right. I figured um, that the Bills are one. 
I want to know who two, three, four, five, six is. Where are the Steelers? I want to hear. Where oh, you there guys are you guys are bottom five. No shit. Yeah, you guys are probably twenty-eight. I, I'm I'm predicting twenty-nine. Twenty-six. I'm gonna go and say it. Optimistic. I I think oh, they would have got moved back because Panthers won. Panthers went up two spots. I know that. <laughs> so they went from thirty-two to thirty. That's what I'm getting. Yep. Yeah, probably. Ooh, so there's a new number thirty-two. Texans. All right. Number oh. one, the Bills. Number two, Chiefs. Number two, um, what'd you say? Chiefs. Eagles. Uh, oh, I forgot about Only that. undefeated team. I mean, that's Number good. three, the Chiefs. Okay. Number four, the Giants. Number five, Minnesota. That's fair. They've only got one loss. Number six, the Cowboys. I, yeah. Number seven, the Ravens. Dude. How? I'm still not on the Dak train. I'm not. Uh, look, I, I will say what I've said this entire time. It don't matter who you put at quarterback. The way that they're going to win those games is their defense. Their offense isn't going to win a football game. Micah Parsons is going to win a football game. So you guys will put the Ravens over the Cowboys? No. I wouldn't put the Ravens where they are I, I now. Can't. Seven? They've been seven for the last two weeks. They as should of, even be seven. Where they should, should they be They should be out the top ten. No, stop. As of, yes. as of right stop. now, I cannot put you over the Cowboys. So you, oh, the Cowboys defense is insane. So you're telling me the Bengals are better than the Ravens right now? As of right now, yes, because they can hold what? the lead. What? That's crazy. Um, After this last week showing, Burrow had, what, 400 yards and four, four touchdowns? touchdowns. I, think three, I think he had 350, four touchdowns. Still That's wouldn't insane. do it. insane. They can keep a lead. You guys can't. You guys have choked. All your losses have come to a choke lead. Four losses? Three losses? Three, three. losses? Three losses. Okay. I mean, what, what is that? The, the Bills. They beat the Browns by three. The Bills, the Dolphins. What's the third one? Giants. We lost and Bills, Giants. Dolphins, Giants. They're up twenty to ten on us. But the Bengals. They were up but, twenty-one on us. But the Bengals also lost to the Steelers. And we also lost to the okay. Dolphins. Steelers I mean, are bottom five seed. Uh, so, so what I'm hearing is that the Dolphins beat the Ravens and the Bills. So I mean, they must be number one team, right? Who? Bills. The, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Dolphins beat us and you. So Dolphins. They must be the number one team. The Dolphins are ten. That's what I'm saying. They must. They should be above both of us because they beat both of us, right? That's not how that works. Exactly. You guys shouldn't be top ten. Maybe eleven. That's a eleven. Wait, 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 wait. Go back. To, go back to eight. Je- okay, Jets are eight. Jets are better than the Ravens. What? The Bengals are nine. The Jets are nine? eight. Bengals. Bengals. Yeah, they should be ranked above Ravens too. So the believe? Titans should be ranked Hold above up. the Ravens. Ravens. Uh, not Ravens. Titans. Yes. Titans should even be ranked ten. They're eleven. Shouldn't even be there. The, the, the Dolphins the up one to replace them. The Dolphins are 10. So you think we should get at least a 10 spot? At least 10? 10. Yeah. No, I say move Titans up to 12. And then put no. you guys at 11. The, okay, okay. He's saying move you up to 12. Or move the Titans up to 12, you at 11. So who else is going to top 10? That's going to be an open spot. Up? Is everybody going up in one? And Titans are going to 12, we're going to 11? Who's going to be? We have to have one more um, 10 spot. That's behind? Yes. It's one more 10 spot that's open since so the Ravens are getting kicked out. Yeah. So I have to move one up. Yes. So it could be in the top 10 and I can move one up? You have to move one team up that's in the top 10 since you're taking the Ravens out okay. the top 10. So that would mean the Bengals go up to 8, the I'd Dolphins move, go up to the Jets nine. up then. The Jets are in Jets are, are okay, in top okay, 10. Then. So the Dolphins Jets, are 10, right? Jets yes. would go 7, Bengals would go 8, the Dolphins would go 9. You took the Ravens You took the Ravens out of top 10. You have to put a team right back in the top 10. Name off the rest of the teams and I'll put the Ravens in Titans at 11, Rams at 12. Seahawks at 13. Niners you know at... what? Seahawks. Stop it. I think Seahawks. Stop are. it. Seahawks because you saw what they did to the Chargers defense? Oh, my gosh. Did you see what they did to the Chargers Are defense? we serious right now? <laughs> if you put Seahawks and Ravens, if you put Seahawks and Ravens, Seahawks taking that. What? The Ravens can't do anything. 
let me tell you this. The Ravens had 173 yards. The Ravens had 173 yards against the Browns. There's no way you just said that. Yeah, there is. Can I just point this out? At the beginning of the season, everyone said the Seahawks were done when Russ left. Geno's come in and been better. What? Okay, wow. Okay. And they played a... So you put the Seahawks in top 10. Wow. Over the Rams? Inside. Rams are okay. The Rams need to be like twentieth. Okay? Yeah, Rams, the Rams are suck. Rams are terrible right now. The only person that's holding that team up is Cub. So you'll put the Seahawks in top ten. Yes. Yeah, there's only one thing I need to say about that. You what? <laughs> <laughs> I stand by it. Can I just can okay? Great. Great. We'll, okay. Hold they're on. leading their division. So. Great. Would you take Would please? you take the Ravens out the top ten? Or do you think they're in the right spot? I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm like in a. You're asking the wrong. Put the Steelers, put the Steelers out as a as an NFL fan. I am in a depressed state of mind in terms of my mental being. Um, I'm just gonna come out straight and say this: these power rankings are dog water. They're so wrong. Past like past like seven, eight. Power it's, rankings it's are the most so, just, so should the Ravens still be in the top ten? I think Ravens are top ten. Thank I'd you. put them at ninth or tenth. I mean, they are a top ten. I don't. I mean, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Where are you? You're at seventh, right? Yes, we're seventh. I put the Jets above you. No offense. Keep going. Uh the Bengals are. I would probably put the Bengals at ten and the Ravens at nine. Thank you. Me personally. Because yeah. the Ravens are as top of right the division. Now, now, if the Bengals continue, if the Bengals continue doing what they did this past week, the Bengals are gonna jump leapfrog you next week. All right, all right. But Seahawks at thirteen. <clears throat> 14, you got the Niners. 15, you have the Chargers. If Niners didn't let up, what, 30 something? Eh, Chargers are fine. Halfway, they're mid team. I can agree to that. Packers at 16. Packers need to drop. Packers are 16. Drop them. That's. Drop them. They're they're a team that you can't dictate yet, so in the middle, I think. No top point. 16? Yeah, because it's it's a weird team how it's built right now. They're they're terrible. They're bad. I'm not going to say terrible. They're bad. They're. They're better Aaron than Rogers some of these teams. Looks lost. They're better than them. Well, yeah, everyone's Except better the than Steelers. them. Except the Texans. <laughs> I mean, I'd say the Panthers um, are still worse than you too. So. Seventeen is the Bucks. Yes. Eighteen is the Patriots. Yeah. Um, probably drop them back after this. I, I like that. I like the Patriots. How do you lose to the Chicago Bears? Nineteen, we got the Falcons. Twenty. Fair they did have a good running game. Twenty, we have the Cardinals. Yeah. Twenty-one, we got the Commanders. Yeah. 22, we got the Colts. Yeah. 23, we got the Raiders. Don't let me forget about the Colts, by the way. Continue. 20, say. 24, we got the Jaguars. Okay. 25, we got the Browns. Okay. 26, we got the Saints. Ooh. I'd, I'd switch the Saints to Commanders. I might move the Saints up even more than them. I wouldn't say that far up. Not super far, but 21, 22. The, it's the a Saints, small sample the size. They put up 41, but that's against Arizona. So you put, you put the Saints at 21 and the Commanders at 26? Okay, that's understandable. Because Commanders, yeah, they yeah. got the win, but it wasn't by much. That's it was understandable. By two. Commanders are bad. Um, 27, the Broncos. Yes. 20, 28, the Bears. Okay. 29, the Steelers. Huh. Woo! So Panthers, Texans, and... Nope. Panthers, 30. Lions... Wait, wait, wait. Lions, Lions 31, 32 Texans. Interesting. They right. really, they don't do the Lions enough credit. I will be honest. The Lions are 1-5 still. They're 1-5, they're they're one one five, but they, that's why I think Let's their offense should have boosted up a little. The Lions or the Panthers? Lions. The they Lions. might be, they might have a better record, but. The Lions are better than the, the Panthers. The Lions are better. If they had a defense, I think they would be competitive. And you've also got to think their key piece is out. 
DeAndre Swift was a huge part of that. That key piece of the offense is actually Monroe St. Brown right now. Very it's much, but he had I think both of them are big. Did he, didn't he leave the game halfway with a concussion? Well, yeah, yeah DeAndre's also been out for like six weeks now. I mean, anyway, I have, I was going to, I'll be completely upfront. I was going to come on this podcast today, and I was going to absolutely rail the Matt Wright. That's his name, right? Frank Wright. Oh, Frank. I was Frank Wright. Matt Wright. Frank Wright, the head coach of the Colts. I was gonna, I was gonna call him the dumbest mf'er on this planet, because you have the best running back in the league, and then you've got Naheem Hines, who's a solid running back as well, and you're the third most pass attempting team in the in the league. Didn't you say earlier Nick Chubb was the best running back in the league? I said one of the best running backs in the league. Mm. About Jonathan, I think Nick is the best in the league right now. Yes. But Jonathan is up there. Come on. When Jonathan's playing like Jonathan can. Thankfully, Frank Reich must have heard me complaining about him because Matt Ryan has dropped. You can't have Sam Ellinger throw the ball 50 times <laughs> a game. <laughs> Sam They've Ellinger got not to doing be nothing. running the ball. So I will hold judgment until next week. Boom. Boom. No comment. All right, so this next topic we're going to bounce to. We can, we can bounce to the World Series. We can bounce to the World Series real quick. Nick, tell me how your what? opinion on the World Series, the Phillies and Astros. Get off the phone. You're on your phone as you say that. But I'm checking scores. I, I love the series that's new, but the problem is it's the same American League team most times. Yeah. So... Am I happy to see that it's something somewhat fresh? Yeah, because nobody expected the Phillies to even get past the wild card. Yep. I'm cheering for Phillies because I Bryce Harper's my favorite player in the league. That's not on the Yankees. And also a Schwarber. Have him on MLB The Show. Man has 40 home runs with me, and that's why I like him. But when it comes down to this, I think this series is going to be pitching. And the announcement of Aaron Nola coming in to pitch game one, he had that – which outing did he have where he threw um, he threw a uh, quality start? Uh, when was the last time he pitched? Wasn't that game two? He got pulled in that game. Okay, no, because... It was one against Mike Clevenger, and he got pulled in that game. Oh, they that both was got... game four. Yeah, it, it, it was one of the first rounds. I think it was in the wild card. He threw a very, very well-rounded game. So. Yeah, because game four was the game where like all hell broke loose in the first inning. Yes, because it was like 4-3. But Jeez. I th- I think Phillies have the hitting. Yep. But the pitching, I it has to go to Astros. They have so many pieces in that bullpen that it, it's going to be one of the best World Series in 2010 to beyond. I think Ryan Presley is the best closer in baseball. Mm-hmm. What did you say? I'm, I don't think the mic can hear you. Oh, uh, Ryan Presley's the best closer in all of baseball okay. uh, with Houston. Uh, outside of Kenley Jansen, outside of an Aroldis Chapman, Emmanuel Classe, Edwin Diaz, obviously, they're all really big names. Joan Duran, um, Blake Trinan, Craig Kimbrell, um, David Bednar, you can throw him in that conversation. Sir Anthony Dominguez with the Phillies. He's pretty good. But, like, 
I just think Presley has a – there's another aspect to his game that I don't think a lot of relievers have that I think just makes him so good. I mean, it's just how consistent he is. He does it so well, and he does it for so long. Can I go on a rant for a couple minutes here? Oh, God. Give me your rant. I want to hear it. Let Wait, hold up. What is it about? MLB? Let, let me have this mic. If you pull for the Astros, you suck. Let me uh, let me talk about my uh, Yankees real quick. Oh, here we go. With um, this. Aaron Judge, I could give less than two. You know what? It's about your sixty-two home runs. You're not bringing twenty-eight home. Anthony Rizzo, you're an Italian god. Please stay with us. Aaron Boone, if I hear you make a roof comment one more time because it was open, I hope you bust your face on the stairs coming back into the dugout. Oh my gosh. Garrett Cole, you played better this season. I'll give you that. We didn't have you. Nestor Cortez, please stay. I love you. He loves him. I love him. He, he got hurt. That was the problem with that game. Josh Donaldson, I don't think there's enough time in this in my lifespan to talk about you and how much I eternally hate you. Jeez. <laughs> you are terrible. You missed more balls than my nephew is. Nephew has, and he's not even born yet. Oh. So that's terrible. Oh, my Lord. Glaber Torres, why we had you leading off? I don't even know why we have you in baseball. You're oh, terrible. Oh, Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader, you played magnificent. There's nothing bad to say about you. Good You're hitting you. dingers. Yeah, dingers. Dinger City. Matt Carpenter, you came off injury. I'm not gonna do anything about you. Aaron Hicks, yeah, you might have got hurt, but that might have been for the best oh. because I completely hated you. You missed every ball that was hit to you in the regular season. You got turned around by a baseball. You can't hit for your life. Your only highlight was a three-run shot to tie a game against a subpar team. Jeez. There's nothing I want to hear about you. Oh. Luis Severino, please stay. Tyone, you played really well. Now, bullpen. Bullpen time. Bullpen. Let me, um, let me get with you real quick. Aroldis Chapman, if you don't show up again for a practice, leave. Please retire. I don't want you here. Luizaga, you played pretty well. The rest, the only other guy that impressed me was Ron Marinaccio. He, I don't know why we didn't use him on the roster. But the rest of that bullpen, please, go play somewhere else that's not the MLB. He's finna Because you don't even deserve to throw it up. You don't deserve to throw to Wee teams. They will hit dingers off you. I, I don't want to see this team again. I want Aaron Boone fired. I want the pitching staff fired. No, what? I want the New York Yankees fired. Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Judge, I am, I am so sorry that you had to go through this season of achievements, and yet strike out the first nine times. Oh my I don't understand this. But New York Yankees, if you do this again and again every year, maybe you start to think the manager is the problem. You're going for 28, but we can't even get 28 hits in a span of the playoffs. Jeez. So how are we going to get 28 for a World Series? Uh, hey, imagine having the most World Series of all time, and yet when was the last time you won one? Oh nine, against the Phillies. <laughs> May I have the next thirty-nine seconds? It's okay, Nick. I, I feel your pain. Every single time the Ravens gave up a lead this season, I feel your pain. Okay, we put up five runs in game. To keep it going, turn it off. <laughs> we went at game four and we put up five hits. But no, somehow Nestor Cortez injures himself in his groin. I understand that part. Clark Schmidt came in and let up two home runs on the first four batters he played against. And guess what? 
Our offense disappeared after that. Oh. Sixth inning, beyond, we didn't score anything else. I, oh, sorry, I forgot somebody. IKF. Who's that? Isaiah Connor Falefa. Oh, Falefa. I am not completely mad at how he played this season, but don't put him out in the field. Jeez. So, so yes, you are mad. I'm not mad at his hitting because he got a lot of base hits, but, man, he can't play a ball. He can't now, play. Stan, yeah. Stan, I am so down the middle with you. Either you look like the stupidest player when you strike out, or you look like the best hitter of all time when you hit the ball. You either hit the ball 110 or you hit the ball negative 10 feet. Okay, okay. So, so we're going to – got. do you feel better? We lost again to the Astros without a trash can. Okay, do you feel do you feel better Rick now? We got swept. <laughs> we got a broom. Great, here. you're a fan of the Pirates. Broom. I'm not telling everyone to go fire themselves though. Oh. I'm loyal. Jeez. Oh. So okay. am I. That's why I'm so passionate. Okay, okay. Are you you feel better now? No. <laughs> well, oh, I will oh. never feel better. Excuse me, Mr. Josh. I need the mic for. This is not going to take as long as that. If you pull for the cheating Houston Astros, unfriend me, unadd me, block me, screw you, go die. One more thing. Jose Altuve, the only thing I'm looking forward with you is you striking out again because you're like 0 for 22. Let me just Phillies, if you don't win, I'm blowing up your city. Yay. <laughs> Can we put that on? <laughs> Jose Altuve, you are my least favorite player. Ever. I said something about you a few days ago, but I can't remember what I said. It was along the lines of his height, which I'm probably the last person to say anything about. Is Griffey Jr. the greatest player of all time? No, it's Mike Trout. It, it, will, it will always be Mike Trout. Tell, tell, me how, tell me how Griffey's better than Mike Trout. Because he's Griffey, bro. Okay. Have you, have you seen that swing? Have you seen Smooth Mike Trout? like butter. Mike Trout has a better fielding and better bat. The, oh! Fielding? 100%. King Griffey Jr. was a better hitter than Mike Trout. No. All day, every day. No. It's King Griffey Jr. And it's Mike Trout. I don't give a crap. Have you ever watched Ken? He played in 01. Obviously not. The man's swing bopped You didn't even watch it. him. He bopped it. He, he played in the 2000s too there, buddy. Yeah, 01. He played past 01. Not far past. His prime was 01 when the Mariners he, had he that one like, year. I think you... 06, 07 was when he retired. If Mike Trout was on any other team, he would get him to a World Series. Oh, if he was on any other team. You notice how Ken Griffey didn't win one either? No, he didn't. So you, but I'm not making excuses for Ken. I'm not either. Oh, if he wasn't on the Mariners, he would have won a, a World Series. But no. Mike Trout, my right booty. Mike Trout might be a better player, but to say that he has a better bat is a lie. No, it's not. Mike Mike Trout is the guy. Lies. Lies, lies, lies. <sighs> Ken Griffey Jr. is the man, the myth, the legend, okay? It's, it's Ken Griffey. I refuse. It's Mike Trout. I don't... Mike Trout might be a better player, but Ken was a better hitter. All right. Here's my take. I watched a lot more baseball than anyone. Here, That's a lie. You might now. You might know more about it now, but I watched when I was a child. I watched. I've watched every Pirates game for the last 13 years. There was a time where I could name every World Series winner of all time. No, you haven't. There was one game. There's multiple games you're in the lounge. Ooh, for that 
L called you out. Get get messed. They're never on ESPN. Anyway, anyway, so you anyway. I haven't watched all of them. Anyway, I continue. I watched 99% of them. Continue. You're, okay. you're, you're. So, Ken Griffey Jr., one of the best outfielders in the MLB of all time. In terms of hitting, in terms of fielding, he had it all. And he had the swagger, too. Mike Trout, same thing. Mm-hmm. I'll agree. I mean... Mike Trout, I mean, everyone everyone recognizes him for his amazing defensive play. And his bat. He has a good bat. Yeah. I'm not – don't take this as me dissing on Trout. This is comparing two of the greatest people to ever put cleats on and step on the field. I am just saying that I think, as a batter, standing at the plate with that piece of wood in your hands and the ability to hit that ball all the way – for a home run or for a double for a triple, it was Ken. Ken was better. Trout's the better overall. I'll agree to that. Ken Griffey was the better hitter. I mean, in terms of dominance in his era, Mike Trout has dominated this era. The only reason why he doesn't get enough credit is because he played for the Los Angeles Angels. Thank and you. 100%, 100%. And here's the thing. Ken Griffey was going to the playoffs with the Mariners back when he was playing. He was going to the playoffs year after year. And then in 01, obviously they didn't go back until this year. But here's the thing. Mike Trout has only played in three playoff games in his entire career. That was against the Kansas City Royals. And he lost all three. And that's because the Angels organization is among the worst in the MLB, but not the worst. That's a rant for another day. And I will go on and on about why they're not the worst. You know what? Hold on. Hold on. i got to interrupt. You're, you're making this long. Give us your take. I haven't heard your take. Who's right? Trout. Who is the better batter? Trout. I can't. I can't agree. Trout is so much more dynamic because here's the thing. Obviously, Griffey was able to hit more home runs, but that doesn't mean he's the better batter. No, but you know what does make him the better batter? The fact that he put the ball on the wood more times. I brought up stats. 303 batting average for Trout, 284 for Griffey. Okay. How many years did Griffey play? Oh, where does that say? Um, he's, uh, keep talking, I'll let you know. Um, so, I mean, obviously, it's kind of tough to determine who the GOAT of baseball 21 is. 21 seasons. Okay, so he's played for 21. Trout's played for, what, 12, 10? He's going into, he's going into a 12. Okay, so the comparison's there, but the thing is Griffey's played double the amount as Trout. See, so, the problem is is that looking at career statistics like that, you're going to run into the same problem that you run into with LeBron and Michael. LeBron has hella better stats than Michael. LeBron's also played for 25 seasons, and Michael only played for 14. So Mike has played for more than 14. Mike played from 84. Right until 0-2? But you've also got to count he was out for two years in there. So two years and then a year. So he three of those years he wasn't playing. So that's fifteen seasons. And so I was one off. Excuse me. You're good. Hey, that's good. no worries. So he's and I know LeBron's played twenty plus. Am I correct in saying that? No, LeBron. LeBron's in his step one right now. Stepped in in 0-3, 0-4. 0-3. So see, 0-4, 0-4, 5, 6, 6, 7, 7, 8, 8, This would be the 19? 9, 10, 10, 11, 12. 12, 13, 14, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 
three plus seasons more than Mike. Yeah. So. No, he's no, he's in he's in his twentieth season right now. Twentieth. He just started his twentieth. This is. So he mu- he was in the o two o three year. That must. O two. No, he got drafted o two o three. This is his twentieth season right now. Because he stepped in in o three o four. Yeah. So, it's his twentieth season, but like here's the thing about that. He's just got really good longevity. Obviously, he's good in, uh, as a player. But in terms of the dominance he's had, like, in success and consistency in the finals. It's okay, just, you're going to say Michael. Thank God. I thought it, you were gearing up to say no. that was better, and I was about to let you have it. The only people who would say that are just as delusional as Dallas Cowboys fans, let's be honest Thank here. you. Correct, correct, correct. Mike. Went 6-0 in the finals, won three in a row, takes a two-year break to go play baseball, and then ends up up winning three more back-to-back. And that's why we had the last dance, the greatest thing in 2020, besides getting to sit on my ass and play Xbox all day. And COVID. We love COVID. No, we don't. No, we don't. From COVID. If you're from China, you must say that. Well, now let's, I guess now we're talking about NBA. Let's roll on to the NBA Opening week. Um, Paulo! Paulo Bencaro has been going off lately right now. Boys. He I'm scored a, over 20 points in his first four starts. But, let, but you know who, I mean, you obviously saw his first game against Detroit. Yep. Did you see the stat line and he was the first player since who? LeBron and who was the other It was one more player. I don't remember. But he, was other, he, he was in the same boat as LeBron for rookie stats. D-Wade, Chris Bosh. Um, was it that same year as LeBron, or was it another year? No, with his stats, he's with, like, LeBron in his front. Let me actually look it up. Because, I mean, the fact that he's putting up the same thing as as LeBron freaking James in his first game, that says a lot to me. And I'm an Orlando fan. Like, it's it sucks. I mean, Nick and I both understand, like, it's been a – Pit of misery for the past few years. I mean, yeah, we went to the playoffs in 2019. We did hit that one shot. He's the first rookie since LeBron James to record 25-5-5 in his debut game. That's just unbelievable. 25-5-5. Very great stat. I would would do a lot to have that happen consistently. I'm a diehard Celtics fan, and I always will be. And therefore, I've forgiven Jason Tatum for his past uh, discretions. Yes. And for his past As crimes against humanity, I will never. I don't care if Paulo Blanchero could come to Boston. And I don't care. You're, you're going to get why I call him that. The reason, if if he comes to Boston and wins us ten championships, I will still despise that man for the rest of my life. Paulo, for what reason? Where did he go to college? You see, look. Okay, hear it, me out. That's the problem that I have with people. I mean, there we go. He went to Duke. I know you. Didn't Jason Tatum went to Duke? Jason Tatum went to Duke, right? So but he only went for a season, and he played half the season. Okay, Paulo went for a season yep. too. But Blanchero played longer. He played the whole year. I know, but I'm just saying they both went to Duke. Plus, he made very extremely rude comments about North Carolina. That cannot be forgiven. But here's the thing: it's Duke UNC. That's the greatest basketball rivalry in the United States. Exactly, of which is why I hate him. So you have to hate Jason Tatum then? No, because Tatum never. Oh, the double standards are... He doesn't even play Carolina. Hear me out. Paulo Boncaro, when he played Boston, 
if he posterizes Jason Tatum. I'm laughing straight in your I face. I am buying you a Paulo Boncaro jersey, and I'm going to get. No. I will get you a shirt that says Paulo's my daddy. And you have Paul, to wear Paul it for a week. Paulo's my daddy, huh? Here, step over. Oh, he just said it. Let me, he just let said me it. give you. Let me give you. Here, let me give you a little record. Little record. Uh, Blanchero, and yes, I will continue to call him Stop that because he doesn't Blanchero. deserve my respect. Bonquero. What is his? What is his uh, record against the University of North Carolina? Yeah, one and two. Both of the losses, the last Coach K game at Duke and the last Coach K game ever, also the first time that North Carolina and Duke ever won in a Final Four. He could not beat North Carolina when it counted. Screw him. Did North Carolina win that year? Nope. No. Nope. Okay, then. No, okay, we beat? then. We beat Duke. Did Duke win but that did year? But did y'all win? Did y'all win? Who did we beat? Who did, did y'all win? No, but did, who did we beat? Did y'all? It doesn't matter who it y'all beat. It absolutely does no, matter. No, it doesn't. This it doesn't matter who comes out on top of March Madness. That's the purpose of Kansas. March Madness. I don't give a single shit Kansas about March Madness. We beat Duke. You lost in this the is, finals. Hey, that's think of it. This is this. Here's the thing. I'm a Michigan. My my mom's side of the family is from Michigan, so I like Michigan football and basketball. And hear hear me out. Seeing them beat Ohio State, that was basically our national championship. Because I knew I knew because I knew and you make the playoffs. Okay. Because I knew Dan Walby did not stand a chance against Michigan, Georgia. Michigan, Ohio State makes the playoffs. You play in the first round of the playoffs. I don't semifinals, I guess is what it's technically called. And you beat them, and then you lose in the national championship. You still say that's a pretty damn good year, don't you? Like that's like because we beat them last year. It was like that's my national championship. Exactly. But I did not care about that Kansas like, game. I don't. I watched the first half and then turned it off. Yeah, because I was Y'all got whooped. Y'all got whooped completely. You guys up by fifteen. And you guys lost by three. And you lost four. I was rooting for Duke and y'all still lost. I wish y'all. Wow. You were he up by pretty... 15 so, and so, lost. So the truth comes out. You lost and you were up by 15 going into the half. You know who wasn't up by 15? Duke University. Guess what? At least we weren't up by 15 okay. in the natty and lost. Let me, let me... You know what? At least we can actually mean? make a national championship. And y'all lost. Hey. Why you up by 15? First off, on. it's actually Duke University. Um, shout out to Cedric Highsmith for that one. Yes. Um, so. Gotta have some respect on my name. I mean, it's a good university. Um, very happy to see Paulo popping off with Orlando. Um, Look, you can say what you want. Statistically, historically, everything around it, North Carolina is better than Duke. Have the more wins, the more natties, the more ACC championships, the more ACC regular season championships, more head-to-head wins. I got breaking news. Everything. Just looked on Instagram. I want to read off. He's gonna understand this. The goalie for. Montreal, Carey Price, he says, I think after we lost in the finals and coming close to a goal and having surgery and knowing I'm right on the 18th hole of my career, here I was not a happy person. I wasn't being a good father. I was drinking a lot. I I think he's about to retire. Oh, my God. We're about – you guys won't know this, but me and him know that's one of the greatest goalies of our generation. He he won a, he won the MVP a few years ago. As a goalie? As a goalie. Wow. He Carey is the Price. reason why – Montreal became such a famous team during our lifetime. He was very, very good at what he did. He uh, got into the finals. Yeah. So if this is it for Carey Price, uh, he's making the right decision. I think he needs to just retire at this point. I mean, I love the guy to death. I mean, I love watching Carey Price. Make I'm not. A, I'm not. I hated to play. I hated playing against Carey Price, but you can't hate the guy. The dude has been so integral in why. Hockey has been such a popular game in the United States and North America in general. I think 
he he's up there for one of the best goalies of all time. I think you can argue. He may have had not a longevity of his career, but the uh, things he did. No, but he won. He won a Vesna. He won it. He won a heart that not many. I, goal- think, I don't think Brodeur did that, did he? I don't know, but Brodeur won an ass ton of Vesnas. So did Dominic Kasha. Yeah. You can put him in the top five goal, like ah, top ten goalies. Top ten. You can make a real good case for top. You 10. can make a case for a lot of guys in the two thousand tens that go in that. So. It's just, it's very few goalies that you could say that you go up against and go like, we have to change our game against them. I think you can start to say that about Vasilevsky, Igor. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. Maybe. But let's be honest, who started off this pioneer was Flurry, Price, and I guess you could fill up that third one with whoever. Pecorino. Pecorino, Jimmy Howard, back in those days. Tuka Rask. Luongo. Luongo, oh yeah, Luongo, yeah. So I think Semyon Varlamov's a guy that we don't mention enough of. He was a he was yeah, he was really good back drafted, in Washington. He was drafted in 06, and um, yeah, so you can't forget Varley. Um, ben Bishop's another guy who was Love integral. Um, one guy that I will never lose respect for. Cam Ward is another guy. Constantly. Cam Ward was one of those goalies that nobody talked about, but no. it was really viable as a starter. He was a Conn Smythe winner in 06. And Conn Smythe winner and Stanley, and Stanley Cup winner. As crazy. a rookie. Yeah. So there's just a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, so Carey Price sounds like he's about to on tap. His, on his tail end here. About to tap in for birdie on the 18th and call it a career. Um, very respectable. I'm very excited to hear it. It looks like John Jones. Oh, God. Oh, the oh, return sorry. of John Jones. So, breaking news. John Jones is likely to fight Stipe Miocic at UFC 282 in December. How do you guys feel about that fight? Not the big, not a big UFC guy, to be honest with you, <laughs> unfortunately. But I just know John Jones but, is him. But John all. Jones, wasn't he the guy that had that PED issue? Yep. Okay, so... I, I, didn't remember, I didn't remember that way. No, I know. He has one loss. Loss early in his career to a disqualification for throwing t- um, 12, to si- um, 12 to 6 elbows in ground position. I thought you were going to say too many punches. Which, <laughs> I've never heard that one before. Bro, those, those elbows could have killed the man. He didn't know the why, rules at the time. Why didn't the ref end the fight? He, he did in the fight. He <laughs> lost via disqualification. That's his only loss of his career. But right. that's big news for sports in general. It's good news there, and I would say the retirement of Carey Price is good news. He's caring more about his life than professional sports, his uh, family, so we're happy to hear about that. Well, let's go and uh, end off today with college football. Very weird week, I guess you could say. Syracuse should have pulled out against Clemson, but that didn't happen. But one team I have to focus on is Alabama, because... I think they're too dependent on Bryce Young, and their penalties are killing them. Yep. Because if look at the stats between Mississippi State and Alabama, that is the closest thirty-one to nothing game I have ever seen. Yep. It was even in everything except they beat you in penalties. They had a hundred yards of penalties. Y'all, they had five. So I guess you guys learned from the Tennessee game that maybe penalties doesn't win you games. Which we threw up a huh? We allowed a hundred and fifty plus yards via penalties that game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what made. Bama's downfall in that game just alone off of penalties. Yeah, it's yeah, and UCF 
playing the worst game of the season. Worst game than I think. Did y'all lose or win? Oh, we lost. We lost like 31-13. Jeez. It was, not a, it was not a good game. We had four turnovers. <laughs> so that was by far our worst game under Gus Malzahn. Who did y'all play? ECU. The, it was our first real above average team we lost. So yeah. Right now we're not showing up as a college football team. We're showing up as just a football team. But I guess the only thing to take out of that is they got a reality check that we're not invincible. Yeah, we beat a Power 5 team in Georgia Tech, but we didn't beat a Group of 5 team in ECU. So nope. As far as I – we don't belong in top 25 anymore after that loss. Um, I'm going to get your predictions for next week, college yeah. football. If I can pull it up in time. Which... Did Pitt play this week? Uh, yeah, they lost 24 to Louisville. Wake was good. <laughs> and y'all lost last night to the Oilers. It's okay. It's okay. We play Calgary tonight. That should be fun. Daryl Sutton so okay. said a lot of good things about us, which you never hear from a guy like him. So it makes me yeah, very I'm just cool. I'm looking forward to the Lightning with Kansas tonight. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna tonight. get your I'm gonna get your predictions for these top twenty five teams. On Thursday we have Virginia Tech versus NC State. NC State. NC State. Okay. Tech uh, does not. Tech is nowhere near what they were. I'm gonna get you. Utah, Washington State. Utah is ranked 14 right now. But What's Washington State's record? Four and three. I'm not gonna say upset alert. I'm gonna say keep an eye on that game. That Washington State might make some noise. Possible upset alert. Possible. Yellow, orange, red. I put in yellow. Okay. Caution. Caution. All right. So. As I've been seeing, it's streamed everywhere. Game of the week, but in my opinion, it's not. Ohio State versus Penn State. Number two versus 13. That's not the game of the week. It's been promoted on ESPN as is game of the week. Is it big noon kickoff? I'm pre- yes. yes That's probably what. Yep. Oh, Lordy Lord, that is not the game of the week. Yeah. It's not, but Ohio State takes that one easy. Okay, number seven. Number seven, TCU versus West Virginia. TCU. West Virginia played terrible against. I forgot who they played against, but they only put up like ten points. Good song, mid football team. Okay, I got Notre Dame versus Syracuse. 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 Notre Dame is overrated, just like Texas. Yep. Then we have Florida versus Georgia. 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 And then I got Oklahoma State versus Kansas State. Oklahoma State. I'd put red alert for Oklahoma State. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. Roll pokes, baby. Red red alert. Okay, we got number 10. Number 10, Wake Forest versus Louisville. Number 10, Wake Forest? Number 10, Wake Forest. Wake Forest wins that game. Easily. It's in Louisville. They did just manhandle Pitt. So they can win. They can win. I'm sorry. Malik Cunningham is one of the best dual threat quarterbacks in the nation. Pittsburgh this season is not but the only bright spot that we can all agree on is Xavier Benekin. Oh, 100%. Best running back I've seen come to the ACC in a long time. ETN. I'd say the best. Better. As a rusher, Izzy is so much better than Izzy. Izzy's a lot more dynamic. He's a lot more dynamic. Are you kidding? Have you watched Izzy? Dude. The man put up 320 and six touchdowns against a solid defense. Dude. Against Virginia Tech. <laughs> Virginia Tech's no more defense. Sounds like a, sounds like a stormtrooper blast. Dude. <laughs> All right, 
ATN wasn't even the best player on that Clemson team. No, it was Trevor Lawrence. Because they had – who did they have in that offense? T. Higgins, Amari that, Rock. That wasn't the Mike Williams. That was that was, that was post-Mike. Oh, he's out for like two to four weeks. But, but they had um, they had T. Higgins. They had Amari Rogers. Yep. Trevor um, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence yep. Travis yep. ATN. Um, okay. Next game. Illinois versus Nebraska. Illinois. Yeah, for the fighting Illini. <laughs> Illinois wins because Nebraska can't win. Nebraska needs to disband. No, no, don't care. There then needs we got, to be Nebraska State. We got number 20, Cincinnati versus UCF. Cincy. I'm sorry. I mean, we have the weapons to take down Cincy. It's just can we respond with that loss for ECU? Do I think so? Gus Mount. You gotta remember, I head coaches are even. Gus Malzahn and Fickle, are Fickle? Yeah, Fickle. Who's Luke, Fickle? Luke Fickle. Luke. His yeah. first name is Luke. Luke Fickle, the coach Luke of the University Fickle. of Cincinnati Bearcats. Oh, well, okay then. Wow. I, I would put Cincinnati in yellow alert, just because if we can respond back with that game for against ECU, it's not a, nowhere near the team that Cincy used to be. True. All I'm gonna say. Just gonna quote this, Nick. You know exactly what this is from. It's nighttime. <laughs> is this at UCF or at Cincy? Let me check. Let me check. Cause this will change. At Cincinnati. No, at UCF. Orange alert. Then the bounce house is gonna go crazy. That's what your stadium's name is, bounce house. It's it's our nickname. The nickname is about. Ooh, that it's sounds kind of, that sounds fire. Because we have a song that we play a lot. In, the student bounce. section, they start jumping, and the whole place actually start moving. So we call it the bounce house. Okay, next game, we got Missouri versus number 25, South Carolina. South Carolina. If I know anything about South Carolina, it's they always rank, and then they lose the next day. Yep. They're not, though. This is the first time they've been ranked since 2017. I, can't, I cannot trust Spencer Rattler with a football. I'm sorry. But this is the first time Go they've Cox. been ranked since 2017. It's crazy. Next game, we got Kentucky versus Tennessee. Can we even make our prediction first? Tennessee. Oh, y'all didn't? I thought no. y'all made it. I okay, go. I say South Carolina, just for this one, though. Cox. Next game, we got, Keep K- that in. We got <laughs> Kentucky versus Tennessee. 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 Next game, Rock US- Jesus Christ. USC versus Arizona. USC. USC. I miss you, Jordan Addison. Come back, please. We got a Michigan State versus Michigan matchup. Michigan. Michigan. It ain't going to be like last year because Kenneth Walker carried them there. Oh, let me oh and he has trouble with the it, snap. It doesn't matter if it's in Ann Arbor or East Lansing. Oh, it doesn't matter. And it's in Michigan City. <laughs> oh, if it's in Michigan, if it's at the big house, it's Michigan. Uh, it'll be a 57 13 kind of game. Okay, what well, we got? Ole Miss or Texas A&M? Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. I, know, I know they just got upset, but A&M just lost to Carolina. North? South. 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 Did you watch college football last week? I did weekend? not watch it this weekend. You watched high school. I was with you. Yeah. Not college. Come on now. That's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Next game, we got Pitt versus North Carolina. I'm sorry, buddy. I think North Carolina's going to win this one. We're going to pull it out of the bag. Put North Carolina in orange. Orange? Orange. Oh, here we go with this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Orange. <laughs> no, you're coming worse than Atlanta. Atlanta boy. Atlanta boy. Orange. Against Pitt? Like, NC State. An NC State struggling offense. 
Fight! Pit! Fight! Oh, oh, I UNC, my team. Oh, then, oh, then red. Pit. Wolf. Pit. You really love North Carolina. You, I... He goes from Buffalo to Boston to UNC. He's traveling across the world with these teams. Hold up. Not as bad as you genuinely think <laughs> Pittsburgh's going to beat us. Yeah. How? Explain this decision. By playing football. You remember how bad your defense is, right? You remember how good our offense is, right? You remember how decent our defense is, right? <laughs> we have played a lot better defenses than yours this year. It's I okay. Think. It's gonna be like a, it's gonna be like you guys in App State. That's, it's gonna be a track meet. If it's us against App State, I like our team. I'm sorry. Well, it's us. Drake if, May. It, it, just remember, it's an ACC game, so it's a little bit different than App State. Drake May is the best quarterback in the ACC currently. And is making a case for the best quarterback in, in the nation. I'm just glad. Great. Uh, I, I'm he a, has the best stats in the nation. He will not be better than CJ Stroud. He I, has better no. stats. Hear me out. But hey, he has better stats. Hear me out. Stop it, Jack. Am I wrong? Jack. Jack. Do you know if I'm wrong? Jack. Please listen to me. Drake May is really good. He's the best in the ACC. But remember. We can say the same thing about Clemson because they're both Good. in the ACC. Good. They both play very weak opponents. That's fair. I understand. But the I, difference is DJ ukulele because I'm not going to try to. I say ukulele too, so it's okay. He has not performed against the the lower teams. No, none of them have. I, other I mean, than two, there are two quarterbacks right now that are performing exceptionally well, and I think both should be in talks for the best quarterback in the nation. I mean, Sam Hartman and Drake May. Am I saying he is the best? No. I know he's not going to win the Heisman. I think he should be in the talks. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. But May has the statistics. You think Stroud's going to win the Heisman? I think he is. Unfortunately. I don't know about that one, to be honest with you. Who do you think will win it over him? Hendon Hooker. I think... He's the only one that can put up a fight. I think he... And I... Don't forget about Bo Nix, either. He's... He's... But hear me out. His chances have soared... I know. No. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you right here. Hendon Hooker, I think, has a better opportunity than um, Drake May to be a Heisman oh, finalist. Because Hooker, Hooker's at Tennessee, so he, he's at a more nationally recognized school. Beat Alabama. SEC beat Alabama and played exceptionally well against Alabama. I mean, personally, I thought Pitt was gonna beat Tennessee. I'll be completely honest with you. That's the only really like. I think those are the two. Those are the two. Stroud, I think, is gonna win it. Stroud will be the, the only one that can beat. Stroud, Hooker. After that, I think Davis May might be a third or a fourth option. I think he's gonna get a lot of consideration, a lot of love. If he, how many, how many passing yards does he have right now? Let me ask you that. Not as many as right now. I don't know. I don't no, know. I'm asking how many does May have. May. Yeah, I was let's, asking let's how check. many. Let's he has two thousand. He's in the two thousand. I think it's 2,200. 2,280 in, that's what, seven games? No, we've had a bye. Six. Six. Or, actually, no, it's week eight, though, I thought. Do we have any other games is to go it? over? Nope, one more. What is it? I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm going I'm to run off this last game real quick, then y'all can argue about your game. Okay. Stanford versus UCLA. 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 What's your game of the week? Meaning that you said that Ohio State and Penn State's not. I, in my opinion, I don't really think we have a game of the week this week. Pitt and UNC could be a good game to watch. <laughs> but hear me I out. I don't like that. It's. Ugh. I mean, they. they so here's historically, they play it on a Thursday night, which I last year. Why are we playing on a Thursday 
Thursday That's night. what I don't know. I thought it was going to be on a Thursday. Because if it was on a Thursday night, I would ask you to go to sports break with it's me. always Because <laughs> problem is, I, I work in Greenville that night. Oh, well. I will be working with the Greenville Swamp Call Rabbits. Up. Y'all need to go to Swamp Call Rabbits up. games. The, no. You're sick. No. You're sick because of pit fever. I love this job more than my life itself. Um, but y'all need to go check out Greenville Swamp Rabbits games. They're the best okay. dang thing in the upstate because Clemson football is not. Drake, Drake May stats. He's throwing 70.1 completion percentage, 2,283 yards. He's averaging 9.9, uh, 24 touchdowns, and three picks. So he'll get up to about 27, 2,800 yards this week because it's going to be a track meet. It's – I mean, he he has not thrown under three hundred the entire year. Our receiving core is dog water. Besides Jared Wayne, here's the thing. However, we don't need receivers because we have you Gavin. Bar- we got Gavin Bartholomew tight end, and everyone's already overlooked this play. But remember against Tennessee when Gavin Bartholomew ran an out. He basically ran a fade as a tight end. You never see that. Then the kid hurdled fifty six yard tutty, and then in the same game Izzy. That's when he started to really pop off mm-hmm. because he ran for 150 yards, including a 75-yard touchdown. I will be completely honest with you. The only way y'all win is if Izzy has a good game, which is possible. It's Izzy. The man's a goat. We also, but, we also have a very underrated front seven, one of the best in the ACC. If Habakkuk, Baldonado, and Kalaja Dennis actually um, play within their own, Here's the thing, we though. Have a Our offensive line is playing at a phenomenal pace. Right yes. Now. They're I've, playing fundamental. I've watched your O-line. That's, the re- that's one of the reasons why Drake May has been very successful. Exactly. Um, personally, for me, is it Drake or Davis? I was What? May. Drake. Drake. Okay. Drake, I, call, I, Drake I, May. I think I called him Davis, so my apologies. Um, but hear me out. Like He's a good quarterback. O-line. Our O-line's not the best, but. I want to see what this game is. It's at. eight o'clock. It's in North Carolina. I almost bought tickets. No, to no, it. I mean like the the, the um, spread. Yeah, what Vegas is saying. You're probably eight, nine, eleven, right around there. I'm sorry. After this game against Duke, I, I very much feel confident in in our ability yeah. to win football games. We'll see. I mean, we should have lost against Duke, but we managed to come back. Let me see what you guys with the, the spread. spread. You are completely incorrect. North Carolina is favored by three. That low? North Carolina is only favored by three. The over-under is 64 and a half. Fans, we're in for a very special track. Over! Bet the over in this game. Northwestern in uh, Iowa is (coughs) 31 and a half. I don't know if I could say red alert, though. Anyway, yes? 31 and a half. That's Northwestern in Iowa. That's terrible. It's the lowest in college football history. That's it's so sad. That's the over under. What the heck? That's so bad. Did they forget the right? Did they make it so it's supposed to be fifty three and a half? That's what I'm thinking it was supposed to be, or fifty one and a half. Like I don't know. No, it's thirty one and a half. That they're smoking something. Anything else for any other sport you guys want? Nope. We're all good. Thank you guys for watching the podcast today. You guys all have a great day. See you later.